Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. I'm Shano. And I'm the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way, guys. And geez, we are in the driver's seat this week. We're on the freeway, heading towards the start of the NRL season. We have new world champions. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, injury news and um, team talk to get through this week. But um, huge, yeah, oh, huge. It's been been a massive week, hasn't it, Shane? I, I, well, it's it's it, and it's only going to get bigger because a lot of things happening in rugby league land. A lot of things before round one. You know, there, there's some teams which, which if 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 certain clubs can get things over the line, then their round one team's going to look vastly different. It's 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 very very odd. You know, like by now we've said trials are over. Teams know what they're doing. Not this year. Yeah, and 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 look, Griffo, there was there's plenty to talk about. A lot of the teams last week um, played a lot of their big stars. Um, they're, they're really ramping up and getting ready for the season, aren't they? Yeah, it was a good preparation for a number of teams. Um, and, and, you know, on the flip side of that is that some teams, uh, well, not too many, but there are a few teams there that I think, uh, mm. I think, I think we actually might be in for a long season. Yeah. Uh, and I don't yeah. mean it's because it's going to October. There were a couple of teams that that really um when when the top line players put the blowtorch on, they wilted very quickly. Yeah, uh, I've got some they're not that I've got fears for teams because but there's a few teams there that uh, well, yeah, not, not too many to be fair, maybe more in other years, but I think there's a few who are contending yep. for the spoon. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. As if, I think I think the wooden spoon has a long handle. There are quite a few hands on it at the moment, and uh, we'll just see who drops off. But um, I suppose uh, at the top of the show, as we always do, Shana, we're going to kick it over to you uh, for Shana's tidbits. Well, you know, this almost reminds me of... Uh, what was that rocket that took about, you know, that ended up, you know, took, you know, they were going to launch it five, six times and never launched. Well, that's what the NRL's um, preseason uh, uh, launch is like. It's not taken off. Uh, the, 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 the Players Association uh, seems to put a bit of caution on that. So they won't get, they're not going to have a preseason launch or, or a start of the season launch. So that's, that's interesting. So they get a photo with the trophy down well, at the harbour. No, yeah, that's true. That's right. Um, actually, okay. I actually showed, cool photo, actually showed uh, uh, Graham and the chameleon with, with a picture of me with the trophy, but you guys can't see that. Um, oh, basically, it's quite interesting because we were told a week ago that this is more or less all right, that everything's been sorted out, things have been... But yet, um, it seems like there's there's a bit of a, a festering wound that, that, that that's sort of not quite healed yet. So that it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I think 
I think is a bit of bravado. A part of me says, a part of me says that the Players Association are cutting off their nose to spite their face with this. Part of the launch is actually to generate interest in your club. Generating interest in your club gets bums on seats round one. And if you're one of those clubs that actually doesn't look like you're going to finish in the eight, some revenue round one, getting all those bums on seats, selling a couple of jerseys can only help. So the fact that um, some of those launches aren't happening, I find it a bit silly. Uh, well, I heard. I actually heard Shane. It cost them about uh, one hundred thousand dollars to uh, to run the NRL launch, and for whatever reason, oh. when they went when they added up the kitty, they were about a hundred grand short this year. So they were about a hundred grand short. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe Manly can help them out with that. Maybe Manly can pitch in. With give, that him off, give him an offload. Give him an Ask the Sharks, <laughs> like <Yeah>. Paul Fitzgibbon. <laughs> he was like five minutes to go and goes, "What we got to." If we give how many offloads, what do we do? Uh, It's ridiculous. A guy that's had a lot of post-World Cup talk about him, Dominic Young. Now, Dominic Young has been chased by a few clubs. A few clubs have have sort of pulled out of the race. Dogs and South seem to have pulled out of the race saying, look, we've got a lot enough in our ranks to cover a guy like Dominic Young. Um, Bit of hype around him, but that's okay. Um, the Roosters are still very hot on him to the point, to the point where the Roosters have said, what's the odds that we can get this guy for 2023? So they're seriously looking at Dominic Young for 2023. Newcastle have fired back a pretty hefty shot saying it'll cost you a very good forward to get him to your club. You give us one of your decent forwards and we'll give you Dominic Young. The Roosters have come back with a counter blow saying we'll actually play, pay a transfer fee in order to get him to Bondi. It's, it's quite interesting because, of course, he's, he's signed with the Knights for this year and any signing would take place at the start of 2024 season. So already we've got a situation where um, already we've got a situation where clubs are the Roosters are trying to make a bid for this guy. It seems to be, it seems to be that they want him now. However, it it's just doesn't it just doesn't appear like that's going to happen. If they make this happen, you would think, um, you would think that um, you would think that it's going to cost them a bit. How salary cap works with that, or the sombrero, yeah. how that works with that, it, it's a bit bewildering. We've got some sombrero Fox. music. Well, did <laughs> hour or two before we recorded. Well, the fact that this is all very new. This is what we're, mm. we're at 7.30. Yeah. A lot of this has come out about five o'clock tonight. So they this reckon is that new. he's going to put pen to paper on a four-year year deal with the Roosters yeah. uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. All the, 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 the exact figure has not been named. However, they have said that Newcastle offered half a million dollars a season and the Roosters... The Roosters have have uh, bettered that, and um, yeah, it looks as though the twenty one year old's going to Bondi. Guys, I think what this shows is, I think Sawali's gone to rugby. I think they've had 
yeah. think they've had significant chalks with uh, Joe Savali. Uh, I know a lot of there's a bit of press about South Sydney chasing him. That was all old news. That was if Latrell wasn't going to sign. Latrell pretty much said he was always going to sign. So I think that's that's more Fairfax and uh, and Fox trying to sell papers. I think this is pretty much a big submission to the fact that I think I think next year Sawali will go to rugby. They they can't sustain that much money on an outside back. Kicking the groin, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's I, I got a gut feeling. They've got some inside mail from Sawali's uh, management. Eddie Jones, we know, is very keen on this young man. He's been chasing a number of NRL stars with very little actual commitment to the rugby scene. Um, and I think that this is pretty much this is fairly this is a commitment. He's getting more money than than any winger at the moment, which means they've got to find money from somewhere. Um, this tells me I think that that this is Suwali's money being given to him. That's that's my opinion. I've got no basis on that. I'm just sort of putting two and two together to get seven. But you know, as is the salary cap, I've just back ended the other the other amount. But yeah, I, I just think that this is it. Um, wow, St. George Illawarra. They were absolutely outclassed by full strength South Sydney side in the first half. Um, and just when their day and night couldn't get any worse, a, a night on the grog and a 6 a.m. punch up has um, pretty much no moved. punches, apparently. Oh, no well, punches were thrown. No punches. Yeah, well, well, it's interesting that uh, no punches were thrown on behalf of the Dragons, and yet the players are coming out saying, We're sorry for the punch up. So, uh, interesting, the club have used one set of terminology and the players have used another. I like to, I like to use the, I like to use a more NRL term that's um, being used. I'm going to say that this is maybe a fracker or a brouhaha or a melee. Yeah, melee. This is, this is like, this is like a 10 in the bin, uh, not, not 10 in the bin style where no, nothing was thrown. What was the Jack Whiten and uh, Latrell one? Yeah. What was that officially? Yeah. Scrap? Uh, that was that was play fight, w- play fight. That was the WWE, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, predetermined Royal rumble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that will they front they another bit of the tip is they front yeah. they front court this week. Um, they went today. Yep. So they go back to the court. With the-, the one thing about that, just quickly, Shane. The next time they go to court, they're actually facing the charges. That's going to be late October, so the season will be done. Yeah, so- yeah, that's right. That's right. I suppose that's one. Um, just that, and that's pretty much breaking that bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, with 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 the dragons, what I find really disappointing is I I think that you know clearly they are not in a, a great place at the moment. That first half, they were just decimated by South Sydney. Um, I, look, I'm not saying it because I have an affiliation with. The red and green. I'm just saying, if you're a neutral observer, 26 nil first half, where pretty much full strength South versus best Dragon side. Um, that's where the that's the difference between the two teams. If that was an NRL match, and it was 26 nil at half time. You, you're putting the queue in the rack, and and that's where I think the Dragons are at. And I, you know, I, I got a gut feeling that whatever happened at six 
six o'clock in the morning after a night on the grog was just pent up frustration from from whatever it is that they're suffering from. Um, we said it last week in the podcast. We thought they were pretty ordinary at times against St Helens. Well, there were there were elements of the trial match. And it's a trial, so don't I'm not going to say anything. But there was elements in that trial match where they were really struggling to the point where um, to the point where Latrell Mitchell was actually consoling. Sloan at times to say it's okay, you know, like you're doing a good job, just hang in there. Um, that just goes to show Griff that they're a team that that that, that and all elements physically, mentally, they're struggling before round one. What's going to happen come round 10, 12? Yeah, with with Sloan, I, I believe I heard yesterday that uh, his grandmother passed away. He did, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and of course, she, his grandma. She, yeah, she raised him. She, she and, raised and, and you know what? His grandma That's a big was effort the, from him to play, I thought. Grandma was the reason why he's at the do, at, at the Dragons. He wanted to yeah. leave and grandma told him to suck it up and, and stick around. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I thought in saying that, in saying that, I've got to be honest, I actually thought he was one of the best on field. I thought in a losing side, he was actually pretty good. Um, but there's significant problems in Dragonland. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like you said, like obviously their condolences to him and his family. But um, yeah, he's sort of one of those players, isn't he, fellas? Where we talked about it the other week, you know, he'll put on something and attack some great footwork, but then the fundamentals you know, and oh, defence. I think he'll, he'll be. You know what, him. Graham? I think I think you know it. Last year, when when you know what three turned up to the end of year, whatever. Yeah, it says a lot about. You know, it just it just, all of a sudden like. When they played St. Helens last week, they just didn't look interested. And and then you got the best 17 I think they can field. I don't know if they could field a better side than what they put out in the park the other day. And a 26-0, it, you know, I know they had a forward pass, which was, it was not marginally forward. It was a mile forward. Um, in the first half, but they just, they were just, they were just going sideways. They were just, there wasn't a lot happening, and and I suppose if a club needed a buy round one to sort their stuff out, I think it's the Dragons. But um, Manly, uh, just to finish, Manly are the preseason champions due to the amount of offloads they produced. Um, the Sharks didn't know that they were in the hunt till about ten minutes from the end, where all of a sudden Fitzgibbon go. And Fitzgibbon rightly so said, stuff it. We're just here to win football matches. I've got no idea why no. this yeah. crap's put on it. So, and um, like we said earlier, St. Helens beat Penrith, and we'll talk a bit about that mm. in the World Club Challenge Golden Point um, game, which which really uh, insane uh, conditions at times with uh, with almost, you know, scenes that looked like we were playing it in North Queensland in the middle of summer rather than Penrith. It was tropical rain at its best but that's shano's tidbits for the week excellent well it's great to have shano's tidbits i've actually got you a bit of outro music shane we're actually well, up in yeah. the production here we've got a little yeah. bit of music for you we'll yeah. see what we can get you oh thank you thank you that was shano's tidbits can, can i can i can i next week for the, for the salary cap yeah that's right can i have the spanish flea for next week Spanish flea, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, but that's um, that's that's Trent Robinson and uh, 
and 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 uncle, yeah, they're dancing around. Yeah, uncle Nick, they're dancing around the hat as we speak. They're doing the hat dance, sombrero. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was Shadow's tidbits. Um, and while we're about, rolling, I was going to say while we're rolling notes. off the regulars, and uh, we've got all this, you know, this wonderful music and things happening. Um, mm. We might as well head over to Griffo for um, a very special edition of Griffo's Grab. What have you got for us, Griffo? Because I'll let I'll well, let everyone in on it. I, I had a bit of a guess off air, and uh, I, I don't know if it would be the the field goal, but we'll see. Have I have I stolen your thunder? No, you're not stolen anything. Um, <laughs> I'm going uh, I'm going somewhere where I don't think I ever would have gone. The Griffo's grab. D W Z. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, no, no. He's back. No, no, no. No, no. Fair call. Fair yeah. call. I thought... Very fair you know, call. I've given this yes. guy some criticism. You've given him... Yes. No. no. <laughs> he deserved it. He did wrong. deserve it, but, but fair but, call. Uh, yeah. 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 I, saw, I, saw, I didn't see it live. I watched it on a... On no, a minute, I a saw minute. it live. Um, Very. And uh, for those who didn't see it, uh, on his own side of halfway, uh, there was a scrum packed. Uh, the half just tossed the ball to Dalian Watini Zalesniak, um, who is now a, a, a warrior, who's been a warrior for a couple of years, uh, a highly paid one at that. And uh, he just broke through the line. Like, I think it was Munster. I'm not sure who the nah, other yeah, yeah, player yeah. was. I, I... Might have been Nick Meaney. Um, I, think it, I was. think it was. Yeah, I think it was me. Um, and that was it. Yeah, it was a straight line of defence. How cool was his hair running? Yeah, his, so yeah, his uh, hair was great. So, good luck to him. Um, he's got. He can produce some some pieces of magic like that. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's because, right. Uh, he, he grabbed my nah, true. That's very and, cool. Uh, very fair. Know, and incredible. he actually, there were moments in that game where he was actually quite good. Gentlemen, I know we're going to do a bit of a preseason thing and we're going to look at clubs and that. Can I Can I just throw out there, watching that game, Harry Grant for for, for the Storm was, 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 was outstanding. The thing that worried me with the Storm is I thought there were chunks of that period of that game where the Warriors really owned them. Without, without Smith, and we know Pap is going to be a while, is this going to be the Storm's lot where really it's going to be individual brilliance from people like Grant that they're going to rely on for tries? And, and if a team can get on top, they're going to struggle a bit. I, I, I say this... With no disrespect for the Warriors, but there were there were times very early on in that game where the Warriors just looked more dominant. They looked the side that was controlling the ball, controlling the ruck. They were controlling all the elements of the game. They got out early. I it was just six at, at half time. It was yeah. I just look yeah. at the storm and I just go. I just look at the storm and go. They struggled without that plosive runner that that get them out of trouble and. and you know what got the what really got them back in the match. The storm was a bit of Harry Grant brilliance out dummy half. I, I just think is this the storm's lot now for for twenty twenty three where they're really going to have to grind the games out and 
it's not about putting on early points or shocking teams. They're just going to have to get in the game for 80 minutes. And if they can't play for 80 minutes, they're not going to win. I, I, I looked at them against the, I, I don't look to be honest. And this is no disrespect. I don't give the warriors any credibility in 2023, but against the storm, they looked a better side for a chunk of that game. Is this where the storm are at? I don't know. It's hard, hard to say. Like, you know, it's... it's, it's I know preseason we, form can't be an indication. It is preseason. And yes, you know, they but, do not but, have the same sting well, that they previously had. And also, too, they've... They've got they've got injuries too. They're a team too. They've got a truckload. They've got a bucket load. They're, they're in trouble. And, and, and even coming out of um, the other day's game, um, you're looking at Kamakamika being out for up to six weeks. Oh, um, your Dean Eremia is out for the entire year. Myself is seasoned. Yeah, mm. he's out for the year with an ACL. So I, that just I sort just of hits their go, depth. Everything's compounding. Did you guys hear Pappenhausen say the other day that even round six to eight was ambitious? I heard we, an interview. I was we said this last M. week. We said this last week. Yeah. Round eight is what they're giving him to be able to play football. You're not going to chuck his first game back in the first grade. Yeah. His well, first game's going to be 40 minutes in New South Wales Cup. Did you hear that, he, that interview, Griff? I did hear that. Of course, the yeah. But this is. And what, he didn't. He didn't hide, but he said, no. well, yeah, six to eight weeks. I, I'm not really sure. I said, um, I won't be at my best in six to eight weeks. No. And this is and where I think, I just even, think. He even said that, you know, he could play, but he don't think it's going to be that because when he comes back, he wants to perform at his best. Oh, that's look, not going to happen look, you, in that you, time frame. You would never chuck a guy like him into the fold where you're slightly underdone because something else goes wrong. Exactly. You get yeah. smashed and, and then something else gets busted. Yeah. yeah. If not the knee again. And we've also got, I think Seve's got a knee injury. We know about I, Justin Olam's arm. Olam's out. That's yeah, I just think. Six weeks of the season. So I think they're looking about around six or seven for him. Um, and when you look at, you know, through their depth in that back line, George Jennings, um, they're saying he'll be out till about round four. We know that Tarek Sims, he's signed on, but he'll be missing for the first three weeks with a calf injury. Um, Ted by morrell has got a toe injury. They're expecting him to be back for round one, though. But, yeah, this, it's, um, it's a different side. It doesn't have the sting it has, and they've got the added challenge of injuries. I mean, I still think they're a top eight team, but I just don't think they're going to be the juggernaut that we expect. And I think that, like nah, you said, Shane, I think depends how be far behind they are after you yeah. know. Yeah, I think last I think flashes of brilliance. I think we might said last come from year. Jerome Hughes. Everyone I think last year, importance too. I think last Great year. Player. I think last year we. Um, I think last year we 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 all sort of agreed they didn't have the venom that they once had. I think this thing's actually reduced now. Well, yeah, but I'm just looking at their squad here and Meany will be the fullback. Mm. Warbrick, who looked, and I didn't see the whole game, I just saw the Meany, but he looked pretty good, Will Warbrick. Yeah. Um, 
They've got Xavier Coates back as well. He was missing for a long time. Remus Smith is back in the centres. They've got to find another centre mm. um, with Olam out, but it's Seb Grant, Grant Anderson know. seems to be a bit of the talk around. Uh, he might get that spot, but... So that's... I think it's actually, you know, I won't say it's better than the back line they had towards the end of last year. Actually, I will, because uh, Ryan Papinhausen wasn't in it. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, they did have Olam there, but but they really struggled out wide. Um, with, there, there was no uh, Remus Smith. There was no Xavier Coates. And uh, this Warbrick, who's come from Rugby Union, um, didn't debut last year. I thought he would have, but he looks like he, he, he could be a decent player. So, um, oh. yeah, I, th- I think they got the wings covered all right at the moment, but they mm. need to find a partner for Remus Smith in the centres. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that this is our first team that we're previewing because we've talked about for Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair call. Yeah. Um, they do get Christian Welsh back he wasn't there all season last year. Elias Katoa, I saw him do some good things in uh, in last week's game. I think he's going to be uh, really good for him uh, in the second row. I think Bellamy will get the best out of Tarek Sims. Uh, Big Nelson up front uh, to partner Christian Welsh. Look, if they could get their best 17 on the field... You know, they're, they're top oh, four material. They're top, top four team, yes. But they're top four if. team. We already know that they can't yeah. for the first. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, is it one of those teams that even if they don't make the four and they, they come home strong, everyone's on deck, they finish sixth, I, they could I be a team. There's a lot of ifs there, Greg. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Griffo. Yeah, you're Griffo, right. 100% correct. There's a lot of ifs. And... You know, in previous years where where the Melbourne Storm, we've always looked at the Melbourne Storm as this juggernaut. When the Melbourne Storm have had everything going perfect, you've got to remember they've been beaten. And I think Melbourne Storm and ifs tends to mean that they're, they're there or thereabouts, but not in it. And I think that, look, there's, there's just something about them this year that just, I love Bellamy, great coach has done some fantastic things, but I just think this year he he's down on troops. He's down on troops. He's down on, you know, he needs, he's at the, he's at, he's in a building phase with this club right now. That's what people don't realize. You look at the Melbourne storm and you look at what they've got and you look at the people they've got around them. He's actually trying to build a club. Now they're one of the only clubs in the NRL that can be in the building stage and still be in the top eight. I think they're in a significant building stage at the moment. Even when certain players come back from injury, there's going to be a rehabilitation stage with them. I think there's certain positions he's still trying to work out in his head that that's a work in progress across the year. It's hats off to them that they can do this and still be a top eight side because most clubs who do this aren't a top eight side. That's my thing. I just think that they're a work in progress this year. Griffo has mentioned the players. I'm not going to go back through them, but... To me, when you look at some of those guys in certain key positions, they are a work in progress. It's about getting them to understand what it's like to play football week in, week out and getting the longevity of the competition into them, getting some games under their belt. Um, It'll be very interesting to see round one just what the average amount of games 
They've got look. They got they got a guy called Munster who's absolutely phenomenal. Still some and, star power and, there. There's oh, still absolutely. some star power. I just think, yeah. I just think, I just think there's no co. There's a lack of cohesion. You know, you know. Like if I if I got New South Wales sides of, of yesteryear together, where we where we didn't quite put together, they're a team of champions, but they need the glue to become a champion team. And I think that's what they're trying to build at the moment is that glue to become a champion team. Mm. Yeah. And look, when we're talking about champion teams, um, we saw two face off in the um, World Club Challenge uh, on the weekend, Griffo. It actually went right down to the wire to Golden Point. Um, the Penrith Panthers having to come back from being 12-0 uh, down uh, fairly late in the game, I suppose, with uh, I think Isaac Tago try was about the 50th minute there or thereabouts. Uh, Brian Toto scoring uh, just before full-time and um, then in Golden Point, we know that uh, Lewis Dodd scored the field goal, uh, which meant that the uh, St. Helens Saints are the World Club Challenge winners. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts about this because you are the, you know, the, the resident Penrith Panther. Um, you were at the game. And, um, yeah, it'd be good to get an insight from you in regards to this game and uh, what you thought of it. Because, um, oh, look, I'll be honest with you. I said on this podcast a week ago, I actually thought the Penrith would, um, would win quite comfortably. So I, I myself was very surprised by the, uh, the quality of the Saints. Yeah, they, they deserve to win. That's the bottom line. Um, they were the better team. Um, I uh, I was a little bit disappointed with Penrith, to be fair. Um, an attack just didn't work. Uh, the the both the Penrith tries came from kicks, and um, apart from when Nathan Cleary was held up, I think by Jack Wellsby in a, in a great tackle in the first half, Penrith didn't really look like scoring. Um, but I'll talk about the winners. Um, they were very, very good in defense, uh, very committed. Uh, they did, I think, uh, Ashley Klein on a few occasions, um, was somewhat lenient, um, in particular, I think Nathan Cleary was taken out by James Roby, and I think it was a 10-minute, should have been a 10-minute uh, spell. Crichton got hit on the jaw early in the game when it, one of the times he lost the ball, I think. No action. Um, Ignatius Parsi uh, went in with a cannonball tackle that no action was taken. Um, Taylor May is now missing a whole season because of that tackle. Uh, he's... Was that that was Conrad Hurrell that hit him in that tackle? Uh, I'm not going to argue that. It was just I read somewhere it was Parsi, no. but it was Conrad Hurrell. Okay, uh, my apologies. No, 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 no. It was, it was just yeah. yeah. I, I actually saw the tackle. I actually yeah. went back and made sure I saw it four or five times before the podcast. Uh, That's the only reason I know Griffiths. Yeah, I, I yeah. look, 
I, what I read because I don't know who yeah. it was. I just know it yeah. was a it was a bad tackle, and it, right when it happened, uh, you know, everyone around where I was yeah. sitting saying, "Where's the penalty?" Like that's cannonball was coming late with force. Um, didn't realize at the time. Taylor May limped off. He was actually going quite well. He he was he'd already done over hundred meters, uh, and he was by far the the uh, uh, at the top of the meter count um, at that point in the game. Um, it's a big blow to Penrith's season, uh, but just yeah, look, the best team won. That's the bottom line. Um, there were quite a few uh, supporters who made the trip from England. Um, very committed mm. supporters, and obviously it was probably one of the better nights uh, that many of them had in their life. Um, it was not a good night for me. I've got to say, yeah, yeah, fair call. Yeah, like uh, it was all this talk about thirty-six plus degrees. Um, and it had been a stinker of a day. I'd, it was shocking. Been out <laughs> it was a long morning, day. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, doing the, been out on the paddleboard for a lot longer than I, I expected, thanks to the tide. But <laughs> oh, that's my own fault for being. Yeah, no, nah, that's all right. That's the way but, it was. Uh, anyway, so it was a stinker during the day. I went to the ground. I did not take any coverage. Just had a basically a t-shirt on. And shorts, of course. Um, just yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You got you know you'd be arrested. Oh, mate, you. I yeah. I um I was where I was riding my motorbike all day Saturday, doing some stuff, and um you know when I bought black stuff, it, it seemed like a pretty cool idea at the time. Not Saturday. Saturday it was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was drenched underneath. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was an amazing. Uh, skyline oh just thunder yeah. lightning you had Beautiful, massive rainbows it was yeah like, you know yeah well even up like, this way yeah. you could see yeah 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 i thought the mardi gras might have come two weeks early or a week i'm not quite sure when it's on but there's rainbows this everywhere yep this week okay so it was a week early um of course no nrl float this year they weren't happy no 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 so it's all about no, no. You know, it was a manly, that was no. yeah so nrl no float at the mardi gras no um, deal no deal but anyway um yeah i just got saturated um, you would have, yeah yeah but, but you hung in grief i had a bad seat like uh there were plenty of them left to, i know but <laughs> yeah there was not a big crowd there um it wasn't actually no thirteen thousand and something and and i reckon uh a the rain, of, the, I think the potential weather, yeah, it's probably played into that. Yeah, that's true, but you know, I think. The, the, I don't know, what were ticket pre-sale tickets on? I got no, no idea. I, I, I bought it last year. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, yeah. then you'd be jump all over it. Yeah, uh, there were more expensive tickets in areas where I normally sit, but yeah. I just got you know a, yeah, fair a, a cheapish ticket. But we'll, no, we'll you're, see. You're, you're from you're from my you're, you're from my level of thinking, brother. Yeah. That's yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I just there were big patches of game where I couldn't see what was 
going on because oh, okay. people kept walking past and people had umbrellas oh, that's annoying. so I was watching a fair bit of it on the screen yeah, um, yeah uh, we'll talk about Penrith at some stage but oh, look, for sure the, the, the reality was that they were not the better team on the night and I even said uh, to one of my mates um, when Penrith went over I said look we don't really deserve it but mm. I'll take it and then, unfortunately, yeah. um, the young man playing fullback uh, coughed up the ball. Mm. Yeah. The first I, I, look, I think Dogs fans won't I don't mean, that anyway. No, nah, but I don't mean to be rude to Penrith or anything. I actually think Penrith are lucky to get in that situation. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't that was not a forward pass. That was not a forward pass that got pulled up. Oh, early in the – yeah, I, I could yeah. At the end I of the game. Look. Yeah, right, at the end one. of the game, where that ball went through, it's like yeah. it's been a it's long like, time wow. since we've seen a. It's a long time since we've seen a, you know, a penalty in that. When that got given a four pass, it's like whoa. Yeah, I, I, I found that really bizarre, and I thought that's got a bit of implications for, for for the NRL because, you know, you see that quite often when a when a field goal gets kicked, and and when it was given a penalty, I thought, well, hang on, we see this every week, like. If this is the line they're going to take, well, okay, good on them. Happy for them to do it. Happy for them to do it. But geez, you know, like, yeah, I, I, the, yeah. I look, I, I've got a, you know, one, just I suppose a rebuttal to the to some of the things Griff said, and um, you know, not, not no disrespect in any means. I, I actually didn't think it was a cannonball. It's not. I thought I've, I thought he I, hit yeah. him on the thigh, arms around the buttocks. Um, a, that to me. Arms around the buttocks, shoulder in the thigh. That's not cannonball. He didn't even come on the side. He came in the 45. Um, Griffo fully acknowledged he was at the game watching it. I've got the hindsight. I was watching it live with you, Graham, and, and Juzzy and whatnot. I'll I tell you what, I've got to take my hat off. And the guy who's a fan of the, of the Carbo Rugby League family, and I think we've got to get him on one night, um, Benny Goff. I thought oh, he put ben. the situation there. Yeah, big Benny. I thought he put the situation. And I actually acknowledged what he did. I said, very classy post on the social media um, regarding them being the better team. Again, the class of Griffo shine through. Um, St. Helens were the better side. I thought Roby was outstanding at times. Um, I don't care what anyone says. The fullback for St. Helens, um, he would not look out of place in an NRL jersey. Like you know, it's yep. you know a lot. A lot's been. I think a lot's been. Um, I think a lot's been said. Uh, I think a lot's been said over the past um, over the past week and whatnot. But Wellsby, uh, you know, there's so many. There's so many. Um, there's so many players. But Jack Wellsby, I thought he was just out. I thought he had a whale of a game. Yeah. That final bomb that got put up, I'd actually argue that, that that he was impeded. In the NRL, I've seen them given as penalties. Yeah, I actually thought I actually thought, I, I thought the thought referee it was going to go because you know what going it, anyway was it was keeping penalties I, in the game at times. I thought I, I I thought I thought with thirty minutes to go, the rub of the green was significantly with Penrith. Um, that try that got disallowed. If that was if that was my club in the NRL, geez, I would have been upset. He he caught it where the guy passed it, 
maybe a foot forward, which shows running at momentum. It had to come out the back, it had to come out of the hands backwards. And this is why we need the technology. We need to we need to look at the we need to look at the game. If that was a grand like this, is the World Club Challenge. This is to find out the best club. This is a grand final. Like people go, no, 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 it's World Club. No, this is the equivalent of a grand final. Imagine in a grand final that this should be. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it could have made a bit impact. I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the DeLorean a bit here, Shane, and going back, but I did want to talk mm. a little bit more because I've been looking very closely at this, um, yep. this tackle. Now, one thing I do have to say. Now, yes, Conrad Harrell was involved. The player that did come in with the last movement was actually Ignatius Parsi. Yes, Parsi. Yeah. When he comes in, now this is very interesting. I, I don't think this is a cannonball tackle, and I know I've got the tackle on the screen here, and it's very hard for listeners at home. But if was you've it got Ignatius KO, Parsi that came in, he was the last yep. player in. Yeah. Now, yep. what what we have to understand here is that we've got the contact, we've got two men in the tackle. Taylor May turns and starts so that he's facing his own goal line, and he's trying yeah. to back towards the goal line. As Parsi is coming in, he makes tackle. He makes contact around the waist at that area, and because he's backing in, the body of Parsi actually falls down on the okay. leg. Because it was the it was the actual and, Conrad Hurrell hit the thigh, didn't yeah. he? And if, yeah, and I if, actually thought it was Conrad Hurrell's hit that might have done it. It's not a it's not a My cannonball apologies. by any no, means. No. The and mechanism you know what, of an ACL what, injury, the, the cannonball, you'll notice that okay. most of the cannonballs are <laughs> yeah, coming in from the side that, here, yeah. right? Yeah, I, so usually from the side, you'll get a... Usually it'll be an MCL because yeah. they're coming from the side. That's what they tried to stop. The yeah, mechanism okay. well, of an ACL injury... Because I thought it was actually Conrad Hurrell's hit yeah. that actually caused the injury. Most of the on, time, the on mechanism... Fox, on everywhere I read, they said it was Conrad Hurrell's hit to the front of the thigh that caused the, this, the dislodgement of... From, the what, joint, which from what it looks injury. like here, it's almost... You're, it's you're almost, the pro. I'm driving okay. by you, man. So the mechanism you're of the an guy. ACL is usually... Um, what will happen is is a force to the knee. But most common ACLs are done by by a twisting motion of the knee. Can I, Graham, can I So as he's twisting and he's trying yeah. to turn, Parsi's almost come down... Graham, he's he's made put... contact around the waist and his right, body's come okay. down on the front. Graham, can I put this to you? It's it's just at one stage before contact sport con... shit happens. <laughs> before you can't nail Conrad a guy to the wall because something went wrong. Before Conrad Hurrell hit him, he had Parsi and someone else on him. Before which... Parsi hit him, he had Hurrell and someone else. Because I thought Hurrell Parsi was the last one in. Okay, my apologies to Griffo. I'll I think it was Knowles, to... and then Parsi came in at the end there. Because I, but I saw, I Parsi... saw Harold hit him in the height, and they said that was the contact. No, now, I think it's my... happened afterwards when Parsi's made the contact. Now the okay, thing my is, biggest... Parsi's shoulder okay. has hit him pretty much where the elastic on his shorts is. You yeah. can't penalise so a guy my... for whacking my... someone no, no, in the shoulder. No, 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 and that's the, My argument is this. My argument is this, and this is we've had this discussion on Carpool Rugby League many a time. That guy um, Once he turns around, he's held. Once he turns around, he's held. Done. May yeah, was carrying May was carrying what? Um two hundred and fifty kilos on his back at one Probably. stage. Yeah. Right? 
So hang on. So we've got a human who's got 250 t- kilos. Another 110 kilo human hits him on his leg. Whilst he is twisting. Whilst he is twisting. Which so is that's the mechanism of an ACL now, injury. You've now got 360 kilos of humans. On a, on a twisting Now, knee. I'm just telling you, I'm just working through the physics of it. This is the problem we've said in the NRL, where the referees just need to say, I don't care how, if you're fighting in the tackle, if I'm a coach, I'm now at the point where I'm saying, don't fight in the tackle. If you think you're gone, fall down, play the ball, let's get up and move on. Yeah. When you're playing, when you're fighting in the tackle and you've turned your back, the minute your back's to to, to the goal line, it should be for hell. The, I don't care what anyone yeah. says. I think, I think in all fairness, I know this I keep is... going on about the mechanism. I think, the reasoning why he's torn his ACL here is a hyperextension of the knee. His knee's effectively 100%. bent the wrong way. Yeah. Because and what? Because what? 250 kilos on his it back? Is, it is very rare. Usually when someone comes and hits them around the bread basket with a, with a shoulder, they're driving them back towards their own goal line. Yeah. It, he's, he's, he's coming backwards way. and he's coming at the I'm, stomach. I'm so when he falls, watch. there was nowhere for the player I'm... to go. Yeah. I, it's a, I, it's I, a tough one. Yeah. It's I I don't unless you're going to call hell. This is this is where this is where the ref needs to say your backs to the, your backs to the opposition goal line. You're held, or they make a rule that you're not allowed three people in a tackle. You can't do that. Exactly. I'm talking close crazy to the line. Talk. Yeah. Hey, How close about, to the line. <laughs> like, the, the, everyone's the, around it. But, but my you know, main concern is that we... I think if I we're often, starting to go... And we're, mm. no, bum on, I've always, you know, you guys yeah. have laughed at me with my when bum you on. Bum thing. on, you can but get my, hurt. Once you bum on, it's held. Because you know what? That would have stopped this injury. 99% of the injuries we're seeing in the NRL is the minute a player gets turned and hit. Mm. And no matter where you get hit on your leg, you're in the weirdest position. And you're trying, and you know, I know why they go bum on because they get more, they get more leverage. It's easier to push something than pull it. If you're running forward, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, you're trying to pull power, the opposition yeah. towards it. You're pushing going backwards, and I just think that it's, I just think that it's a, yeah, I, I, I would, I, I would love for if that referee the minute he got turned good, and I've got to argue that. How long does the ball have to stay alive in the end? You know, like contacts made, unless you're running forward, you should be held. So yeah. many neck, head, leg injuries occur. Well, we'd, we'd, the crusher tackles basically as a result we've, of bum on. We've, 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 we've done that. Um, yeah talked about this so many times on this show where the minute someone puts their back into the the, t- the tackle it's it's just yeah i don't yeah and that's yeah and that's a understand. challenge yeah I anyway. griffo my apologies it was parsy i've i got it all yeah, looked at up. the footage yeah i got it all buggered up i thought it was the oh. tackle where harold come into the front it was the other one yeah, Harold's shoulder charge. Might, <laughs> might. No, no, no. Where he yeah. put his yeah, where his initial contact was at the front oh, was when he turned. So my in, apologies. In all, in, in all fairness, Arsenal. Griff, we were just t- talking about it, and um, I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a cannonball tackle. He was a third no, man in. He was he was as we say bum on. He was backing into it. The contact what? made by Parsi 
was around the waist and unfortunately because May was backing, he had the front of his knee towards the player and when it collapsed, the player was going to fall on his knee. This is one of these the hyperextension. But, and this is where yeah, one of these that's cases where they've it. had a joke about bum on for ages. I think once a player gets turned and their back faces the opposition goal line, they're held. This is where Stop the referee needs would have to, stopped this one. It would a referee needs to take some some serious control here and say, you know what, you know you're going to fight for two meters. Just call held, like mm. like take take control of the game. Anyway. Penrith. What's next? Penrith. No, Let's I, talk I a little bit Penrith, more in depth about Penrith. I think I think Penrith. Uh, I think Penrith is still one of the mainstays of our competition. They're, I think they're still still team you to know, beat. They're still one no. of the teams to beat. Ooh. I think. I think. I, I. I. I think they've lost. I think they've lost something. It's just how quickly they can get. You know, when you when you talk about. Kickow, I, I think Kickow is a massive loss. I, I said it last year on the show. I think this guy does a lot and and has developed a lot for this club. Um, I think that I think that finding his replacement is going to be a a very long term prospect. It's it's going to be how quickly they can turn their type of play and get find people to do it. It's it's. They're less venomous than what they were last year. They're still a very good rugby league side. They're still exceptionally good at what they do. I just don't think they're a strong. I thought. I think last year was probably the peak of their powers. I, I with no disrespect. I, I don't mean any disrespect by that, but I just think that really, the year before they sort of were were coming up to it, and I think last year it would have taken a very special performance by an opposition to beat them and and their and their record last year proved that um i just think this year they don't have the same the same level that they were on last year i think it means that there's it's a bit more open the competition is a bit more open than what it was last year but um but there's some key positions now I think Hooker losing Appy and I think losing Appy and Kickow, they will find their replacements. I don't think by the end of the year they'll fulfill their positions. I think if Appy and Kickow were there, that would be a better football side come the end of this year. But they will find the answer that may plug the hole, if you get what I mean. I understand what you're saying, and you can't. No, I'd not disagree with any of it. Yeah. Like, I don't think the. I don't think they should be favourites. Um, yeah, I know there's a few players that were out last week. Dylan Edwards. Oh, look, they missed Edwards. Edwards was like you know, Dylan Edwards was yeah. did, is a walking did you, star. Did you have them favourites? No, a week ago. No. Griffo did say that. He did Try to clarify that. that. Yeah, because and I think look, Edwards. A lot of people have gone off from the World Club Challenge, which I think no, is a bit, no, no. bit much. No, I, look, I I didn't think they were favourites to win the comp before last week's game, and I certainly don't think they should be favourites now. I don't know whether they still are, but yeah, four um, bucks to win the comp. Yeah, well, I I would not, and I don't bet, but. 
I don't think they should. I think, look, I certainly would have the Roosters ahead of them. Um, there were issues last week that were concerning to me, and that was just a lack of penetration in attack. Um, part of that, big part of that's not having Viliami kick out there, obviously. Not just because he can bust the line, but but because he draws defenders in and it, it makes it easier for others to then bust the line. Um, Mitch Kenny is, is, a, is a good hooker. Yep. Um, defensively, very strong. Yep. Some good hits on last week. Yep, yep, yep. But what you need out of a hooker is, is skill out of dummy half. And that's mm. something that, you know, I'm not saying he's unskilled, but no. Griffo, uh, can I can I just add to that? Can I add to that? I think the work in progress has improved. There was a hit up where Isaiah Yo was really like quick play the ball. Kenny got the ball, and Isaiah Yo overran the um, Isaiah Yo overran the ruck. Now that's not Isaiah Yo's fault. If that was Coruscant in there, it would have gone to him flat ball and through. Is that something Kenny's got to work on? Where it's it's about getting there quickly and being able to get that ball up, popping that ball up in the perfect position for your forward who's just steamrolling through and and grabbing the ball out of it. Yeah, but the question is uh, whether he can reach a level Mm. um, that's going to be enough for them to win the comp. He's in the right team. He's in the right team to help him. I don't want to take anything away from him. He is a good player, um, and he is in their top 17. But we saw last year, like, you know, he did a really good job against mm. uh, the Rabbitohs and against yeah. the Eels. Yeah, most definitely, uh, yeah. And there was that last month or so where yeah. um, he was used as the first up, you know, um, be strong in defense, and I thought he was really good. And then Appy would come on and, and uh, Mitch Kenny would sort of uh, take a role somewhere in the back row. Mm. He's good at that. But Sony Luke um, hasn't appeared at all in either of the the uh, trial matches. I don't know if there's a reason for that. Um, but Sony Luke is much more of a... Uh, a crafty, skillful hooker that's dangerous out of dummy half like Appy. Mm. He's not as good as Appy, but but he's that style of player. And I think if Penrith are to be successful, he has to be the guy that's playing dummy half for the majority of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and And the downside of Currently, of Sony Luke is his defense. Mm. It's probably not quite to well. It's not to the standard. Um, the Arpy is a very good defender. Um, Sony Luke, from what I've seen, uh, it's not that he doesn't try, but he, he's, he's he's not strong in defense, and. Um, if he can, I think it's easier for him to improve his defense than what it would be for Mitch Kenny to be a, you know, a highly skilled dummy half. Um, 
But between those two guys, you know, I think Penrith's season, the, the just how successful they can be, it's largely going to come down to what's happening out of dummy half. Yep. Um, I, I think out wide, and you, you talk about Kikau as a big loss, he's a massive loss. Mm. You can't mm. replace that guy with anyone as good. Um, they're going to have to play a little bit differently. I thought um, thought might have saw more the other night of Luke Garner uh, in attack than, than what we saw. Um, he pulled off some good hits early, but he also missed one or two tackles. So it was a bit of a mixed game from him. Um, but I think every other side in the NRL would have watched that game last week and think... Uh, yeah, we can uh, we can beat these guys when when it comes to the big games. Mm. Um, I'm talking about the teams that are going to be in the big games, not yeah. you know, not, not the Dolphins. Teams. No. <laughs> uh, the other thing is they were they were missing Liam Martin last week. True. Yes, oh. That's... and he makes a difference. I love him. I think yeah. he. Do- I think what he does, Liam Martin. What people forget is Liam Martin will do two hit ups a set. They'll both be 15 to 20 meters and it'll be out of trouble. That's yeah. the, that's the difference yeah. with that guy. And the other Just, guy, Scott Sorensen, they also yeah. missed his uh, punch coming off yeah. the bench. So there is improvement and there will be improvement in attack when Stephen Crichton goes back into the centers where yes. he's very, very effective. Um, he had a very mixed game. He did some good things, but G made some crucial errors. Mm. Um, I don't think fullback is his best position. Uh, I think he's an outstanding center. And so their attack will be better. Um, not just the fact Dylan Edwards comes back in, but the fact that it means Stephen Crichton goes into the centers. Um, so yeah, yeah, they're still a really good team. Um, but the attacking threat is not what it was last year. Do you and... see? Sorry, Griff. I was going to say. Uh-huh. Do you right, see go. the? Um, do you see with that hooker role? I know you've mentioned the type of player they are. We mentioned Mitch Kenny's really good in defence, um, and if they're looking for that spark with um, Sony Luke, do you see them? And I know the trial teams didn't indicate this, but do you see them down the track at some stage having Mitch Kenny start? Sonny Luke in number 14 and whether he comes on late in the first half, just before halftime to give Mitch Kenny a bit of a rest or move Mitch Kenny into the back row to give one of the other blokes a rest to wreak a bit of havoc in attack around those tired forwards. I mean, do you, do you ultimately see Kenny at nine and Sonny Luke at 14 in this side going forward? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I expect to see that in round one. I expected to see it last week, but I don't know. Yeah. Whether Sony Luke was injured, I don't, I just don't know. He didn't okay. play the week before. Um, I've got to assume he was injured. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing is, if if it's not working, then who's next? Um, maybe we see Luke Summerton. Um, maybe he will get an opportunity. Um, we talked about him last week. He's more of a Damian Cook style running uh, yes, number nine. Right. Um, I've not seen enough of him to 
to say, you know, he's a strong defender or you know, maybe he's got some issues. That I just don't know. I haven't seen enough. But, um, yeah, that's the that's the biggest question mark, just around the dummy half. Um, I mentioned the loss of Taylor and May. I think it's a big loss. Uh, they will be able to replace him. Uh, obviously, Taruva would be the the most likely. Um, just on that forward pass that Shane didn't think was a forward pass, and I can't say whether it was or it wasn't. I was a long way away from it. Um, the winger, uh, Taruva, he was playing on the wing then. Um, that was after Taylor May had gone off. He was uh, quite a long way out of position. Um, so if he's going to play on the wing, he's probably, they're going to have to work on, you know, defensively. Um, he's, he's a really talented player. Um, we haven't seen, you know, too much of, well, we really haven't seen any of the best of him in first grade for Penrith yet. He's only played a handful of games. We've seen him do amazing things for Fiji. Um, so if he, and, and also in, in lower grades, um, if he can, you know, come on and and do what we know he's capable of, then he's going to certainly add to the attacking uh, weaponry of of the Panthers, which which would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys in contention uh, would be Tom Jenkins. Uh, we didn't see him last week. I think he might have been nineteenth man. Um, and of course. Uh, the guy we saw the week before who signed uh, the four-year deal, Jesse McLean, um, he would also, if things are not working, uh, we might see yeah. him do at some stage during, mm-hmm. and I expect we will uh, at some stage, you know, get injuries or whatnot. Um, forwards, it's pretty much the same forward pack without, you know, Viliami that we talked about and uh, and Api. Um I do think I'll be disappointed if they're not in the top four. Um, oh. But I'm, I'm, I, I really, I, I don't think they should be premiership favourites. Can I add something to that, Griffo? Uh, we just spoke about the Storm, where they possibly could fit. Let's play devil's advocate and say that Penrith aren't in the top four. I give them a far better chance of going through to the premiership than Storm. Mm. Yeah, it just depends yeah. who's who's on the field. Like, yeah, you got to remember Penrith. Penrith got Penrith got a pretty tough draw, and and when you look at it, I think that I think that you know, I think that if things were to happen with injuries or whatnot, and just say they had to learn where certain players had to fit into the team, if they finish fifth, they are every bit. Premiership contenders from fifth than, than anybody in the top four. I, yeah, I, 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 I somewhat agree with you, Griff. I think that, I think that, I think the Premiership favourites. I'm not too sure, I, and I haven't gone through I, my. I've got them as. I still got them as favourites. I, yeah. I still reckon they're team to beat. I think. I, really I think. Do. I think when the chips are down. No, but when the chips are down, when the chips are down, you want experience. And who's got more experience than the? No, Panthers? they know how to win. They know how to win a competition. Yeah, they know how to win. And that's the thing. And you know what? When the chips are down and you're in the finals, you just have to get there and all of a sudden know how to win and do the things. Yeah, it's it's going to be a much tougher proposition. 
uh, than, yep. than what, what it was last year. And you mentioned the back row there, obviously, with Viliami Kikau going out. Um, we're imagining probably Luke Gardner getting the um, the first crack at that. Um, well, that's what I would have thought. Um, Zach Hosking, do you reckon he's in contention to be in the 17? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I thought he was very strong against the Eels the week before. Not Well, I don't think that there were any forwards really who excelled um, against St. Helens. Um, but yeah, they do bring in Liam Martin. He'll make a difference and Sorensen off the bench. So um, there'll be a bit more punch there than what there was last week. And I do expect Garner to improve. Um, I think he's got... We saw it at the Tigers. He can do some really good things. He also got shifted out to the centres at one stage um, because they, you know, when they lost Taylor and May and Taruva went onto the uh, wing. Um, but again, it's been a short preseason with particularly, you know, all those guys that played in the World Cup World final. Cup. Yeah. Um, they've only basically been back for quite a short time. So they won't have developed the combinations um, with guys like Garner and Hosking. Um, that's going to take a little bit of time. Yep. Uh, but um, if those guys can uh, can come through and, you know, you know, look, Penrith, as I said, I expect that they'll be top four. Um, I, I think they're going to lose a lot more games than what they did in either of the last two years. What do you see as Jamin Simmons' role in this team? Is he an, a New South Wales Cup player that fills in when there's an injury? Is he pushing for a bench spot? I mean, uh, I wouldn't well, imagine... Him to be on the bench if Sonny Luke's there, you'd you'd think he'd be then taking the spot of a forward. Um, uh, is, look, is, he, he, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, my thought is that he's in their top seventeen because I mean he's he was there. He was in the top seventeen last year. Um, played the grand final. Um, he does get used as a back rower. He's big enough. Um, I, I do expect he would be in the top 17, even with uh, Sony Luke on the bench. Um, okay. Unless, uh, like, Spencer is going to be one of your bench players. Scott Sorensen is going to be one of your bench players. They did use Matt Eisenhuth uh, the other night. Um, so he's a contender. Lindsay Smith. Uh, played a little bit of the game, but they did play 18 players. Uh, he, he didn't get a lot of game time. He's a good player, Lindsay Smith. Uh, Eddie Blacker, we haven't seen this year. I'd really like to see him get a bit of a go because I do think he, he brings um, he brings a lot of size, but also that ability to, to crack the line. So um, I did see a bit of talk on some of the fan sites about, you know, wanting to see Spencer perhaps um, made into a back rower because, you know, he's quite damaging. Um, Maybe that's an option, but uh, uh, Coach Cleary, he's won two premierships. He knows a lot more than that. He knows what he's doing. He does know what he's doing. And and I think it's fitting considering we talked about the team that... um, finished first on the table last year. We might move on now and have a look at the team that finished second. And a lot of people 
will forget that it was the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, they finished second in the regular season. This is one of those teams, fellas, where um, you know you got Craig Fitzgibbon. Uh, he had that really good season last year. I suppose a lot of the criticism was that they had an easy draw, and when push come to shove, and they had to play tough games week to week, uh, they really struggled with it. But this, for me, their team. Um, I'll be honest with you. When I look at all the squads, they're they're one of those teams. Almost, it just about picks itself. I mean, if we were to go through who we think is going to be their one to seventeen, I don't think you'll have too many arguments, uh, and and too much of a, I suppose, debate as to to who slots into their side. They've uh, they've got quite a settled uh, squad over there at Cronulla. Yeah, they're. they're... Absolutely, and a good coach. Um, they'll be up there again. Uh, I've got no doubts about that. Number one, they're a good team. And number two, they've again got the soft draw. They will beat most sides, um, and uh, including a lot of the sides that, you know, that, that some of the other top contenders are not playing twice. The Sharks are. So, uh, and the reason for that is because for whatever, I don't know who makes the decisions, but uh, the TV execs don't particularly like to have them on Channel 9. Um, so, uh, yeah. They, right, well. Well, they mustn't. Um, what if they win the comp? Will they, will they give them a tougher draw the next year? I don't know. You'd have to think so. Um but yeah, they've got this saloon passage, and and it's not that they're a crap team by any stretch. They're a very very good team. But when it comes down to sudden death games, have they got the team to beat your your Panthers, your Roosters, your Rabbitohs, your Eels, the Melbourne Storm, um, these teams that have been consistently playing at a high level for a few years, um, can they knock any of those teams off? Uh, we saw last year that at home they couldn't beat the Rabbitohs. Uh, and then, uh, in fact, not only could they not beat them, it was at home that they couldn't beat the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys came down from Townsville. And uh, uh, in, in what was a quite an exciting game from memory, but Cowboys mm. got there. And then they got absolutely pumped the next week by the Rabbitohs. Um, so that's the question mark around the Sharks. I've no doubt that they're going to be right up there. And, and they'll probably be in the top four again. Um, they could even win the minor premiership. But are they good enough in the big games against the big teams? That's the question mark about this team. Yeah. What do you think? Um, what do you reckon, Shane? Like I was, I was just going to say to you, there's nothing too contentious, as I said about their starting lineup. The, Griffo there said that you know they're they're a team that could make the top four, could possibly even be minor premiers. How much of that? I mean, I think we're attributing a bit of that to the draw, but how much of that are we attributing to the fact that they've got a young coach that these players really want to um, play for, mm. as well as a lot of talent. I mean, their back line, I'll be honest with you, um, Will Kennedy was one of those players last year that we were really happy with. We saw the resurgence of um, 
Sifa Talakai, Jesse Ramian's in there, and you got that that halves combination of Matt Moylan and Nico Hines. Nico Hines was the Dalian player of the year last year yeah. in this yeah. squad. They have yeah. a really solid team with a with a genuine mix of attack, talent, spark, as well as um, experience. Not to mention, I mean, when you've got the the likes of a Cameron McInnes and a Wade Graham coming off the bench. Yeah, look, the draw the draw favors them. It's now where the fortune favors the brave. It's it's it's. They've got skill. There's no doubt about it. they've got skill. The key thing for the Sharks is just they've got to gel more as a football side. The two things for the Sharks that they have to that they, they've, they've got to prove to me is the Sharks have had to prove this for the last probably 10 years. Can they hold the ball in their own 40 and can they defend when the chips are down? Against, against the simple oppositions, the answer is somewhat yes. Against the opposition who who applies the blowtorch, you tend to find they, they go to water. They drop that ball inside their 40, their completion rates drop, and before you know it, they 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 crumble and concede tries. I think I think everything I think they've got everything in attack. I think they've got everything in attack they need. For me this year with the sharks, do they have it in do they have the structures in defense? to be able to cover things because I think a lot of the sharks like, you know, I think an attack that had some trick shots that, that, that oppositions didn't see. And I thought they were exposed come finals time where it was like the chips are down. We're going to play solid football. We're playing finals football. I think they can play round football very well. They've got to play finals football rounds one to 26. That's what the top four sides do. They play finals football every week. I didn't see finals football in the Sharks every week. Their draw is very good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think they're going to be up there because they've got a favorable draw. I don't think they'll be minor premiers. Um, I think I don't think they've got the steel for that. I could be wrong, but then again, I I didn't think they'd be top four last year either. Um, yeah, I it's hard to sort of say because their draw says they're going to win a lot of games, they'll win a lot of games because of who their opposition is. I just think that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to finish. They'll finish in top four for me. I, I think they've got a top four. Their draw puts them in the top four. I can't say their draw puts them one. I haven't thought that much ahead yet. But yeah, I sadly, I think they've got to fix their defence. I think they've got to get far more steel in defence because what tends to happen is, like we said, when a team applies the blowtorch, they get a case that drops is in their own 40. And if they don't do that, they leak meters massively. And I think Nick, people like Nico Hines, who is the most dynamic, one of the most dynamic players in our in our competition, he's brilliant. 
he's only brilliant when forwards are going forward and, and things are going well and there's quick play the balls. When they get bogged down and they've got to work for it, you can't pass the ball to Nico Hines and say, make us 40 metres. It doesn't work like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a funny one with um with the Sharks, I feel, because I mentioned that the team picks themselves and they've got all these big names, but it's, it's they're sort of one of those teams for me where when push comes to shove, you don't know whether they've got the right balance. Like, I, I, I know people will say, oh, it's a good headache to have, but one thing I want to point out is the Dale Finucane, say, Cameron McInnes rotation. And we know that when Cameron McInnes went to the Sharks, he signed on at the Sharks, he was going to be used in that number 13. Um, Dale Finucane came in. Cameron McInnes had that injury. That's one of those rotations where it's almost as though you've got these two 13s, you've got two players that probably could play big minutes. But, you know, it's, it, do you know what I mean? You've got two of the same puzzle piece in a sense yeah. sometimes. And I think sometimes that... Yeah, you've got, you got two square pegs, that... but only one round hole. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's almost yeah. where you go, okay, they're both great players. They've got to be in the 17. But wouldn't it be great to have a player that's, you know, X rather than Y, mm-hmm. if that makes sense? And yep. that's that's a bit of the case with, with them, I have a feel. Um, they'll be up there. They've got a good draw. They're I think they're a top-four team again, but I don't think they're going to worry teams for the premiership. I think it's – yeah. I think them and the Cowboys were those teams last year that the their draw really sort of inflated where they were going to finish. But in saying that, they've got another season under their belt. Um, they've got – quality players in every position, their every chance. And if they mm-hmm. don't get many injuries, they'll go all right because um, we know they've got a couple of couple of injuries, you know, depth-wise and that. I mean, Ikevalu is also in the squad. I think he's injured at the moment. Um, so, you know, there are other players there of note in the squad. But I think a lot of people are with you guys. I mean, I think they'll think they're there or thereabouts, but I don't think many people will have them really pushing as premiership contenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, third place last year would have been the Cowboys. So um, we might as well keep the trend going and talk about the Cowboys. That was the surprise packet. I mean, last year, guys, um, I think from memory, all of us had them for the spoon. Yeah. They finished in the top four. So, I mean, there's yeah. hope for the Dolphins yet. Um, <laughs> but look, looking at their side, um, they're another one of those teams where I think most people looking at... Um, looking at their team and how it's going to line up for this year. Uh, there aren't too many contentious uh-huh. things, especially uh, given the, the starting 13. Um, you've got some, you've got a mix here of some, some experienced players, but some really good um, young players in this side. I mean, one of those ones that stands out, Griffo, uh, for me, Jeremiah Nanai, um, he was Resigned with the year club. last year. Mm. Yeah, that's a massive signing for them. We know the Hammers um, gone from the club. Um, so, you know, they've kept some youngsters. They've Some youngsters aren't there again. But um, this was another team, I suppose, people put in that category last year, Griffo, of having a, um, a soft draw and um, crash to reality during finals. Yeah, um, they did win it. A finals game. They beat the Sharks, but then we know they uh, they bowed out 
uh, when they were in front at home against Para, and 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 I thought that was Para's best performance of the year, getting up in that game against the Cowboys. Um, mm. uh, the strength of this team, I think, is their forward pack, huge depth. So, you know, they can get an injury or two, and unless it's Tamalolo, you're really not going to see too much difference. Um, yeah, they, I know that, yeah, they've uh, they lost a couple of good forwards. Um, Tom Gilbert, I think, is a really good player. Yeah. Uh, he's going to the Dolphins. Um, and uh, the big uh, the big plastic man, um, the condom. Uh, he's going to Manly. Yeah, he knew. Uh, you know, was probably the attraction of Seabold. Thought he could uh, win a preseason uh, uh, title, and he was right. Um, oh. so yeah, they've lost the cup, but they've, yeah, what they've better been... what better to put a condom on? Exactly. You know, <laughs> big celebrations. You don't. You know, you don't want to risk anything. So, mm. um, yeah, uh, they've got. Of course, the balloon comes back. Uh, I'm not quite sure when if it's back right at the start of the year. So, uh, but they're going to get the balloon back. They, you know, the balloon burst about halfway through the year. I think about uh, round four they're expecting. Him was it to that? Oh, back. round four. Okay, so yeah, he's, he's, he ruptured oh, his ACL in round fourteen. All right. Well, you know, he's a really good player. Um, you talked about Nanai. We haven't mentioned mm. Griffin Neen. He's a really good young forward as well. Um, You'd expect him to come I, to the bench. Yeah. Uh, I I think they're a better chance of winning the comp than the Sharks are. Um, I think the loss of the hammer, though, was... Uh, he couldn't get into the, into the top side last year, but I think I'd rather... If I had a choice, I'd have the hammer there instead of either Carl Felt or Peter Hiku. Oh, and Hiku had a good year last year, but I just think the Hammer's got that uh, that speed that um, that's it, really handy to have. Uh, so th they've still got a really good backline. I just think their strength mm. is their forward pack, um, and then they've got you know they've got guys like Drinkwater and Valentine Holmes in the backline. So they've got some some really good attacking players. We saw Dearden come on last year. Um, I guess a lot of people had sort of thought, no, Dearden, he's, he's not much good. You know, he, uh, as a young guy, he was sort of, a lot was spoken about him. He didn't perform well at the Broncos. And then uh, I think it was a mid-season sign in the year before um, and, and nothing much happened. But when, when Chad Townsend come into the side, um, we saw Dearden go really to a new level and, and played Origin and played well in Origin. So, uh, yeah, they're a really good team, well coached. Um, I do expect them. And they were in the top four last year. Uh, I think they, they're a fair chance of being top four again. Uh, you mentioned that they don't have a tough draw. Uh, that's going to help them. Uh, so I think if they, you know, they would expect themselves to make the top four. What do you think, Shane? Where do you rate them? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I can't really disagree with anything like that was just said. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, they're they're a good side, and and 
you would think that would be, they're the type of side you think would build. Um, it'll be where they plateau. That's that's the thing for them now. Like they were built last year and they seem to be rising, rising. Where does the plateau occur? But yeah, I I I can't I can't disagree with anything that you just said, Griff. And really, I can't add much more. I I can only wholeheartedly agree with you there. I got I got them on the edge of the four. Um, yeah, by yeah, edge I, I mean they're, fifth. They're, I got about I fifth. They're, I, reckon, I think they're I draw. I think they draw. For me, for me with these guys, I think I think there's two clubs that I think need to. No, if 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 South and Roosters blow things out of the water, then they're fifth. If if South Sydney's draw hamper South Sydney, well then I think they're in the top four. If that's that's where I sort of see it as, I think I think their fate. Mm. Also depends on the on, on on the role of other teams. Yeah. Um. In some ways, I, which tells me that they're they're not that team that's going to blow everyone out of the water and be light years ahead. But yeah. You know how you guys were talking about the storm earlier and the fact that they have some injuries and some concerns. They're not what they were. For me, if the storm don't make the four. Uh, the Cowboys might be the team to take their yeah, place. In yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. I think. I've, I think I'm, without thinking too hard, I've got Penrith, Roosters, Storm, and maybe South in my four. With the, the team Cowboys for me, I, 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 I go back. I think the Sharks draw significantly puts them in the box seat. Mm. That I, whether you love it or not, that's just what I think. Like we saw last year, it may not be the best thing, but anyway. No, um, but, but you know what? And 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 yeah, they could go out the back door in week one. Yeah, but their draw just it you know like like what you got to what what I think the real and, and I'm going to harp on this for five minutes. So if you need to go get a drink or take a bex, just take one now. What I see in this whole point. When you've got a team like the Sharks in the draw they've got, you can talk about the Sharks having an easy draw, and that's one thing. It's the grind of the other teams and the arduous draw of the other teams that also helps them. Like, like there's teams that play very good oppositions consistently away that will have three weeks out of Sydney that takes its toll. That's getting belted week in, week out. And then all of a sudden they play the Sharks and people go, oh, well, you know, they're playing the Sharks. They should beat them. They've come off the back of three solid games. Like, like you know, if an opposition played Penrith South's Roosters, regardless if it was home and away, and then that's and then the sharks played, you know, dolphins, cowboys. Oh, sorry, dolphins. Oh, dolphins, cowboys, and 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 knights. Well, that's a different grind. And I think that's the thing people miss as well. It's the grind of the last few weeks, and all of a sudden you then get to this game, and people go, "Oh, they were off their game this week." Yeah, they were off their game because they had a massive. They've had a massive month. It's just things come to a head and it all fell to bits. 
they're building their season to the to the finals, you know. So I think there's a little bit of that as well. Yeah, there's a few other players, I suppose, uh, before we move on, just worth mentioning, especially looking at their bench. Um, Jack Gajewski, he's now at the um, the Cowboys. We know he's played at a few different clubs, St. George, Manly, South. And also, too, we haven't mentioned too much today in this podcast, guys, uh, James Tamo. I'd imagine he'd be back in this uh, 17, uh, returning to the Cowboys after a few years after... Um, Spending a lot of time in Western Sydney, so in regard, there's a bit of you know experience there in James Tamo, and uh, good to see. I suppose yeah. Gajeski might get some regular games off the bench there as well. It's just massive depth in the in the forwards, yeah. and I've, yeah, yeah. I've got their squad up on my screen. And as I said before, like they can get an injury or two, unless it's Talmalolo, um, and they're still going to have one of the best packs. In yeah. the NRL, um, so huge depth. Leilua is also yeah. stood down for the no fault um, policy. So you, depending on what happens there, I mean, obviously we can't um, expect him to be taking a part due to the um, domestic violence related charges. Uh, however, in in all fairness to the Cowboys, he's a part of the um, the club and a part of the squad, and uh, regardless. Depending on how that goes, I should say that he might come into play as well. So, um, it's massive yeah. depth. Um, Mitch Dunn also coming Mitch back Dunn. after an ACL last year. Yeah, he's a good player. You got Cohen S. We hadn't mentioned Ruben Cotter. Um, it's it's going to be tough to make the the top uh, seventeen in the forwards for these guys. I don't know that James Tarmal. Um, makes it. You know, he he will play NRL this year, I'm sure. But if they're putting out their best seventeen, um, I'm not quite sure that he makes that top mm. seventeen. Yeah, the other player to keep an um keep an eye on if you're looking in the backs and a bit of the depth um is uh Tom Chester. He's another player to keep an eye on. There's a lot of talk that he might even... Uh, yeah, good, you know, good reports on Chester. And Sudrugu. Sudrugu would play a lot. Like I don't know if he debuted last year or not. I'm just going to check that. But he's a really good player. We saw him in the uh, World Cup. Um, 24 years of age. Uh, hasn't debuted as yet. But I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they um, have one of these young gun backs possibly on the bench. I know that some of the predicted teams have Jake Granville there. I don't know if necessarily um, he's still going to be a major part of this squad at all. But if they're looking for a back, um, yeah, Chester, so on and so forth. As you said there, Griffo, a bit of, bit of talent there too. Yeah. Possibly coming in the backs. So... Some talent coming through. Um, probably the biggest talent that's come through in the last couple of years is the coach. He was phenomenal last year, coach of the year, and deservedly so. So they're definitely a team to keep your eye on. Um, the team that came fourth last year, we've got the Parramatta Eels. Uh, I've I've said this. A lot of other people have said this. Um, last year's grand finalist, 
the window closed last year for a lot of people, a lot of punters, uh, believing that Parramatta's chance to win the Premiership, I mean, when I say chance, I mean, they were never going to win that grand final. I think the only people that thought they were going to win that grand final were hardcore Parramatta fans. Um, but they made the grand final nonetheless. They were right up there. It was a top four finish. Um, and they've got some real concerns as we start to look at how their team is going to form for round one because we've got Sean Lane with a broken jaw. We know that Ryan Madison's suspended. Bailey Simonson's unavailable. There's concerns, obviously, you know, with Nathan Brown's hamstring. I think they're telling us he might be back. I mean, we were talking the other week about the possibility that he might not even be at the club. Um, Yeah. We've got, you you know, Wanga Blake's had a broken arm. Bryce Cartwright's coming back from a broken jaw. None of them, none of those players featured in the trials. They do have some players that have left the club as well. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I think the biggest talk coming out of recent times, a player that I think is just so important to this team. Sean Lane's broken jaw, I think, is massive for this club. I mean, I know they're getting some good news. Uh, the word is that, um, you know, Mitchell Moses will most likely re-sign. He's not going off to the um, the Tigers. But quite a few concerns, uh, given the, the, the squad changes and the injuries here at Parramatta. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, you go, I, no, I was just going to say 100%. I, I, think, I think with Parramatta... Um, I was always of the opinion that they needed everything to go their way this year. They they needed all the luck. They needed that that they were, although they were the grand final side last year, I just felt that this year they needed everything to go their way with some key injuries and some key problems. I think they are significantly behind the eight ball before they begin. There were certain games, you know, we talk about Parramatta making the grand final and whatnot. There were certain games throughout the year where they won them. They won them with 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 very small margins because these these players were there and contributing. They're not going to be there, and I, I I just think that this is going to provide the biggest issue. I for for Para. I I, I think they'll finish top eight, but you know. I really think that there's they're in a building phase. There's going to be a lack of cohesion. Sean Lane's massive. I just don't see them. Yeah, I just don't see them vying the way they did last year purely because they, they they've got to get their they've got to get their ducks in a row, and 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 that's going to take time. Yeah, I, I was sort of impressed with what I saw of them last weekend. Um, they looked really slick in attack. Um, I can't remember who they played, but they won quite easily. Um, Moses looked good. Uh, uh, that's. I think it's a big boost that uh, it seems as all the reports are that Moses is going to stay. Um mm. Yeah, I, I rate him highly. Uh, he gets a lot of criticism, um, even and, and just again, 
a lot of Tigers supporters are sort of not disappointed that that he didn't go there. He was going to be on massive money. Um, he's on big, big money at, at Para to stay. But I, I think he and Brown um, form one of the best halves combinations in the NRL. Uh, they got the uh, they still got a strong forward pack uh, led by uh, Junior Baolo and, and RCG. Um, but yeah, they're they're missing some some pretty handy uh, players. Reed Marnie's a big loss. Nice. Big question mark whether Josh Hodgson. Um, how he goes because he's not a young man in rugby league terms. He's uh, he's a granddad. Um, if he can, if he can be really good for him, then uh, yeah, they they make uh, they make the eight for sure. I, I th- they've got a terrible draw. They're one of these teams that uh, because yeah. they are. Um, they rate very well. They've got a massive fan base. Um, you know, they, they play against all the other strong teams. Um, and they'll they'll win some of those games, but just how many, I'm not sure. Um, big game, that first game, week one, against the Storm, who are also mm. missing key players. But I think, I think maybe the Storm are, are missing... You know, with without Pappenhaus and, and Power have had quite a good record against the Storm over the last few years. Um, the Storm are actually favourites for that game, um, but that's that's going to be the season opener. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think they probably do make the eight. I I don't think they're going to be in the top four. I just don't think they've got the depth. There, they really do need to have their best side on the park pretty much every week. Yeah, and and as you said, Griffo, they did have a win last week. Uh, that was against the Knights. Uh, they were impressive. Okay, in that so game Knights after... are not a great side. <laughs> yeah, they went. I mean, they went down early, but they 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 did it pretty pretty easy by the by the time they started to score some points. There was a few uh, tries there to the Knights here and there, but um. Yeah, uh, you mentioned their draw, guys. I actually think they've got a really tough draw. They've got um, the worst draw. They do. They've got, they've got, uh, they've got a hard one. It's horrible. And especially, you know, we mentioned, oh, okay, they, they're getting Melbourne at the right time, I suppose, given the fact that at the start of the year they're playing in round one. But even if you just look at the first five weeks of the draw, I mean, yes, they open up the season against Melbourne. I mean, it, it's a tough game even with, with the uh, struggles that Melbourne have. Uh, they then go into round two, taking on the Sharks, who we've just talked about as um, you know the second-ranked team at the end of last year. The Manly Seagulls, who are just coming off winning yeah. the preseason challenge. Yeah. I mean, we need to say that. But but their trial form was, uh, was something to keep an eye on. Then they, they beat play the, the Roosters and Souths to win that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. they are two of the absolute... Uh, elite sides in the NRL and Manly beating both. Um, that, that's a big credit to Manly without Turbo. Yep. And 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 I'm sure Shane's got all the praise for uh, Mr. Seabold in doing so. <laughs> oh, yeah, love him. Hey, good on you, mate. But, but after that, I mean, round four, they play Penrith. That's the toughest 
assignment over the past few years. Then the Roosters, I mean, that's a really tough start to the season. Yeah, it is. It really is. Really tough start. So that first five weeks for, yeah, for Parramatta. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I said about really about the grind. Yeah. The grind kills you. That's what kills you. It's not it's not so much you can't cope with playing top notch football. You the grinding against sides, the top sides week in, week out week out, that's what hurts. Yeah. Um Mentioned Ryan Madison out. Uh, I'd imagine at the start of the season, I just thought I'd get a bit of comment from Griffo here. Um, Jermaine Hopgood, I'd imagine, probably come in at lock. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah, and and, and as you know, he's um, he, he's one of those players that will definitely be, uh, be up for the challenge there. Um, but yeah, I think they're a bit of a watch this space, Parramatta. I think a lot of people this year would have them in the eight, but um, more likely in the bottom half of the eight this year, um, given what we've seen so far and what we know. Uh, moving forward with our uh, preview, uh, the team that came fifth last year was the Storm. We've already talked a bit about the Storm. Um, I'll... Gloss over there. One person we didn't mention, just quickly, one question, guys. Tom Eisenhuth, he's in the top 17 at the Storm. No, I would have him there, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yep, cool. Uh, we didn't talk about Tom before when we talked about the uh, Storm, so I thought I'd just mention him there as a Carpool Rugby League favourite. Um, I looked up his uh, his bio and uh, I noticed his, his uh, nickname is the Eisengoat. The Eisengoat. So is he a bit? Uh, is that sort of like? A well, must, he must Melbourne be the best of the goat. Well, the greatest of all time. Be, he might be the 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 best Eisenhuth in his in his family, and it's a talented family. As we know. I say there's some pretty family. good, uh, yeah, pretty good eggs in that family. Absolutely. The the relationship to Matt is he, is he related uh, okay. cousin? So, is yes, there, uh, there is a relationship. A second there? cousin. Yes, second cousin. Um, uh, their fathers are cousins. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Oh, yep. So it's the second cousin. Yep. They're cousins. Yep. All cousins. right. Um, yeah, I just I thought I thought they were related somehow, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure yeah. on uh, on that, but uh, good to know. Um the Roosters, fellas. Um talk about big teams. It doesn't get much bigger than this mob. Well, what do you say? <sighs> The Roosters. They've got got it across the park. Sam Verrill's left, but when you're bringing in the likes of Brandon Smith, I mean, this team, I mean, I know. (laughs) It's it's almost like that, isn't it? It's, you just feel like every year when you're talking about the Roosters, there's always something to talk about. There's always... They're, they're always there or thereabouts. I mean, if you're not talking about Panthers, you're talking about the Roosters, you're talking about the fact that they are possibly the Premiership favourites if it's not the Penrith Panthers. Um, but in all seriousness, I know I'm taking the mickey there a little bit, but in all seriousness, they are an absolute juggernaut. And this is a squad that last year we know in, I suppose, brutal circumstances, um, you know, left the competition. The year before, they had a 
significant amount of injuries. Um, I suppose when we talk about injuries, the main person to keep an eye on, Luke Keary, I think concerns over him not playing any trials, talks of him copying a knock. Um, but, I mean, seriously, guys, I'm, 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 I'm filling in a bit here. They have absolute talent yeah. across the right. park. It doesn't take much to say, look, they've got some absolute superstars in their side. And, and, and really, Plus, pound for pound, they've got they've got probably the best side on paper. The key thing is uh, Connor Watson out for the out for the pretty much year, uh, so that's 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 one thing for them. Yeah, that was a knee, wasn't you're, it? You're talking about um, you're talking about uh, Luke Keary and, and his possible knocks. I just think they've got they've got significant skill in all areas of the game. And and that's what that's what says it for me. If anything with with the Roosters, it's it's just about what what you do. Like you know, like they they just seem to have it across the park. But if you can defensively hold your line and defensively hold the force strong, you've got half a chance. I've got them as my minor premiers this year. I just think that they're another level. Yeah, right. Um they're another level this year. Um, I, you know, they've got, they've got, you know, they don't have to dig a hole to fill a hole. They've got people across the park. that can do that. I, I think that this is the most complete rugby league team in the NRL. And it's just going to be up to them to see what they do. There's a few players also too, um, from what I'm seeing here, that, they won't be able to choose in round one. Um, Angus Crichton, I'm seeing, is still not going to be available for personal reasons for round one. Um, Shane mentioned uh, Connor Watson. Tupanua, I think, has got a knee injury. Billy Smith has that knee injury. Um, the depth will be tested, but there's a lot of talent still. And Griffo, just to mention that, that back line... Um, Tedesco, Tupo, Swali'i, Manu. I get to there and actually think um, Jackson Paulo is even a even a, a run for for the number five spot. But um, a lot of talent there. I mean, I think for me, Joey Manu is probably the standout talent in that back line. And then obviously you got your Kiri and your Walker. If Kiri, for whatever reason, does have those concerns. Joey Manu slots into that number six. He's an absolute superstar. For me, I think he is one of the most talented footballers that uh, that'll put on the boots this year. Yeah, um, I think these guys should be premiership favourites. Yep. Um, they've got the best squad on paper. Uh, and I know that doesn't always translate to on-field performance, but um, they're the team to beat for me. I just think, uh, you know, over the last, last couple couple of years, they haven't been able to get their best side on the park too often. And um, I, I think if if they can get keep their best side or very close to it on the park, then... I, I don't think anyone will beat them this year. Um, obviously, there's a number of teams that will challenge, but 
I think these guys should be favourites. And if they do have their best team, I, I think they will win the comp and be the minor premiers. If, yeah, um, so effectively, good year with injuries, everyone on the field, play to their potential. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't really think that anyone's silly for calling these possibly the favourites. No, I think so. Yeah. But obviously they're missing, uh, you know, an elite winger like Dom Young because they had to go and sign him. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, yeah, this team. Did you guys hear any news about Manu? Do you hear? Are you guys hearing anything about Manu and this facial injury? The fact that he may uh, be in doubt he, for real. Yeah, he's, I think he's in doubt at, at, at best. In doubt. Um, I'm not sure it's I heard I heard that the Roosters are seriously considering around three return just to make sure everything's okay. Do, yeah. do you want me to? Yeah, uh, you've got you've looked at their draw, haven't you? They round play the one, Dolphins one. They play the Dolphins round one. I think they yeah. they figure if anyone's touch and go, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to risk too much because I, I actually think even if they, if you had. Angus Crichton, Manu, and even Kiri missing—they're still—they're still gonna beat the Dolphins. So, the 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 Roosters too. The one thing I say about them every year, they get right most years. Most years they get this right, is they peak at the right time. And where you see teams like the Cowboys and Sharks peaking in the season, and then flatlining a bit. The Roosters tend to have this tendency to get to about round 20, 21, and they just start to lift, and then they lift into the finals. Yeah, and 100%. I know last year, I mean, everyone will, will talk about... You know, that was a game for the ages, oh, wasn't it, really? If you oh, were I've, there, I've never which seen, we were, I, I've, I've, I've not never seen the like ferocity. That, and, nah. and not only... The fact that it was such a brutal game, I'm gonna people are gonna think I'm a bit of a wanker here, and I'm buying into the own hype of uh, the clubs we follow. I don't know many rivalries in Australian sport oh, that would have been able to create that, let alone within rugby league. Nah, that's that, that was, was pretty. That was huge. That was pretty huge, but you know the Roosters are who they I are. I think they're better suited. I think and the funny um, thing is, we talk about South Sydney, which we'll talk about in a minute. I think going into next season, looking at the teams of this preview, I'm actually more confident of the Roosters winning the competition. I think they're better situated yeah. to be premiers yeah. next year than a team yeah. like South Sydney or even Cowboys, Sharks, Parramatta. Well, I think they're the team to beat. Them and let's, Penrith. Let's talk about next team. Next team on the ladder that came seventh last year. South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, this is another one, Shano. I actually think um, if if all hands were on deck, this would be a pretty uh, straightforward 17 to pick. Um, I know that there are some players unavailable. Tane Milne, he's um, still suspended. In all yeah. fairness, I think both well, of us will will be honest. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a run. Everyone, everyone fit. He doesn't make the seventeen anyway. I think Isaac Thompson. Um, yeah. 
did a great job on the weekend, did a great job last year. He'll have the wing spot. Um, the the biggest challenges, I think, for South Sydney are the injuries to Hame Sele and yeah. Saliva yep. Havili. They would have been yep. shoe-ins for the top 17. Yep. Um, the other thing we've got to mention with South Sydney is the absent of, absence of Mark Nichols. Um, yeah. When we talk about goats, um, he was one of those players who... At he South was the Sydney's, Billy Goat. But uh, South Sydney's probably one of the only teams we see in the Premiership that doesn't have a lot of turnover of players. When we look at their 1-17, to 17, very similar to last year. However, one player, a couple of players who I want to point out, I mean, um, I think that the top 13... Of Mitchell yeah. Johnson, Tass, yourself, really. Graham, yep. Thompson, Walker, Ilias, Tatola, yep. Cook, Burgess, Chloe Matangi, Arrow, and Murray picks itself. I think the big talking point this year is going to be the inclusion of Blake Taff on the bench. And I think the other must on this uh, this bench is young Davy Mowali, who is an absolute superstar. Yeah. I think if Sele yeah, is if Sele is unfit for the first game, um, could possibly bring the likes of Shaq Mitchell into contention. Yeah, 100%. Didn't look out of place the other day. Look, look I think... You take with the charity shield the other day, Shana, when everyone was on the field. Um, it was very dominant. When all yeah. the ducks are in but a against, row, as we've yes, said... Yes, St. George. Yeah, but when all the ducks are in a row, um, yeah. They, yeah. they're a great team. Look, they are, and everything you've mentioned there, Gray. I can't, I can't really add or detract anything. The key thing I think for South Sydney that that hasn't been made a lot of hullabaloo hasn't been made of, except for in the papers today, Sydney Hill is is Sam Burgess as their defensive coach. Um, he when when he was a part of the South Sydney coaching staff a couple of years ago, I thought they were the better. I thought they were the best they looked in a long time. I think Sam Burgess there as their coach actually adds more value than any player on the field can. I think he I think he does something in the coaching role that, that others can't. Um when I look at the team one to thirteen, if you took their front line thirteen, it's as good as anybody's. It, it's just about yeah. South Sydney doing the South Sydney things. We said it on the off season. We said in the off-season that, that, you know, they've got to establish a kicking game. I thought the best kick of the weekend was um, Blake Taft's little deft kick in behind in behind the defensive line. And you go, well, if this guy's going to finish, going to play number 14, this is the kind of stuff you, you need to do. You're a big fan of this bloke, aren't you? I, I, I've not I've taken the mickey here, but I know. No, no, no. I'm just, I, I'm saw just him, I saw him playing the juniors, and I think South Sydney... I think South Sydney didn't understand how just how big this guy was going to be so quickly. And when he got thrusted in the fullback role and yeah, they made the grand final, I genuinely don't think they thought this guy was going to do what he was going to do. And contractually, if you believe everything you read, that's the reason why he didn't play. I just think this year there's no excuses for him. Yeah, I, I he, needs very to play. That he needs sudden... to play. He needs to play. He this needs to play is. every Sorry. game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really rate him. I didn't get I think, that. Oh, okay. I'll say that again. Serious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to turn her off. 
I don't know. But but yeah, I yeah, don't know I how to turn around. I think I think look, I'm not gonna harp on South Sydney. I, I, I just think that for them they've got they've got some key things. They've got to hold the ball, they've got to play through the middle, they've got to use their back line the way they always have done. But the difference is for South Sydney this year, they've got to establish a kicking game like no other. That's where Lachlan Ilias, if in the off-season he has done that kicking game and he has done things that he was meant to do, well, then South Sydney are going to be a different beast. If he, if his kicking game is this 35 to 40-metre kicking game, middle of the park, average bombs, we're going to sort of bomb to the corners, hope for the best. Well, South Sydney won't do any better than what they've done in the past. That They've got the forward pack to get them up there. They've got the back line that can score tries. At the end of the day, they need to to build pressure. That's what the kicking game's about. We've got to get a kicking game that can do that. That's it. My, my one question for you, Shana, before I throw to Griffo. South Sydney, we don't see... As I said, they're probably the squad that we're going to see the least amount of change. They haven't bought any players. This is effectively the squad from last year that uh, in the game to get into the grand final went down to the Premiers. This is my one question. Very simple. Give me a very quick answer. Um, Are South Sydney going to be better this year than last year? Yes. Okay. So they're going to grow and learn from that. So really the expectations are very high. Expectations are very high. I agree with you because I think that given the fact that all of these players were a part of the team last year and um, they've got another season under their belt, there's that, that bit of stability there. The coach is having another season as well. I'll be interested to see what you think here, Griffo, because... Can I just add one more thing a... I've neglected to mention? Oh, sorry, mate. Yep. Jacob Host is not a starting second role. Jai Arrow is that player. Ah, oh, that was a... Yeah, he... Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think... I don't think what we saw on the weekend with the switcheroo was uh, much more than a... Yeah, just a last-minute pre-season switcheroo. The back row of Kalamatangi Arrow Murray... Not only is that South Sydney starting second row, I would argue that that would rival most clubs as possibly one of the best back rows in the league. Um, Griffo, a lot of hype about South Sydney. We know that they have made the preliminary final or better uh, every year for the past five years, but um, we also know that in years to come, no one's going to remember them unless they win a premiership. What are your thoughts on this team? Being that um, you know they've been there or thereabouts the last few years, um, a lot of talent, but they they just got to go that extra mile, don't they? No, I think they've got the ability to do that um, if they've got the best team on the park, and, uh, and we've said that for a few teams, obviously, but but they're one of the best teams um, in the competition. I rate them up there. With the Roosters and the Panthers, um, as the teams most likely to win the competition, um, and I know you know, I know the Cowboys and the Sharks will be up there, and uh, the Melbourne Storm, if you know, if they're in a decent position by the time 
Pappenhausen comes back. Um, but South have uh, been, I think, is it the last five years they've five made years the prelim? Made the prelim. Yeah. yeah, just the one year getting through and to the grand final. So, um, there'd be a hunger amongst this group of players. Some of them have won uh, a premiership um, with other teams. Um, Latrell obviously has won a couple with the Roosters. Um, not sure. He might be the only guy. But the only one or two. Is the only one or two with the Rabbits. Yeah, the only other player yeah. that's won a premiership. You got Alex Johnson. Johnson. Wow, Johnson and Burgess. Burgess. It was Tom Burgess who was off the bench in that game, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, only two guys from that uh was it four two two fourteen? Yeah. They won the comp. Okay, yeah. so there's not a lot of guys in the team have actually you know been able to do a lap with the uh with the Proven Summons trophy. Um, so there's going to be a burning desire in this team. And I, I know every team desires, but these guys are going to think, you know, we've we've come close. Uh, it was only two points from memory. They went down to the Panthers in, in Brisbane, the only grand final played outside of Sydney. Um, I give them a big chance. Uh, they've got, an attacking ability, probably the equal or better than any other club. Um, there's yeah, there's plenty of bullets they can fire. It's a strong forward pack. You mentioned the back row was uh, being the equal pretty much of any other in the competition, if not the best. Um, it's really interesting that they didn't go out and buy anyone. Um, and they would have thought, well, we don't need to. We've got the guys here to win to win this competition, and um, I think they're going to give it quite a shake if and if if they can keep their best guys. Well, obviously, the trail is is the key. Um, he's been missing for extended periods in in his years at the Rabbitohs, including uh, you know he, he was didn't play that grand final. Um, but yeah, uh, you you guys are, are fans, obviously. Um, you got a lot to look forward to, uh, I think, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm fairly excited. Yeah, always the bridesmaid. We're ready to get married. Um, yeah, they'll they'll be close. Um, yeah, they got the squad to do it. It's just about making it happen on the park. So it's a bit of a watch this space with the Rabbitohs and see how they go. Um. The Rabbitohs and Raiders seem intertwined, not only on uh, birthday parties and nights out, but um, they're our next team we're going to look at. Um, they were 7th and 8th in the competition last year. The Canberra Raiders. Um, no Xavier Savage leading into round one. Um, his broken jaw in the preseason challenge is probably one of their biggest stories. Uh, he'll probably be back around round seven. Uh, the other players we need to mention, obviously, we've got Josh Hodson going to Parramatta, Adam Elliott going to Newcastle, Nickel Klockstad to the Warriors, Sutton to the uh, Bulldogs. 
Um, but the, they've lost some players here. Uh, probably if we're looking at their key players that are still in the squad, for me, I think Joe Tarpanay's uh, probably the best player in this team. I'm going to basically say it. Um, obviously, Jack White is still there. You've got the likes of Rapana, Kotrick, uh, Whiten. So, Starling, Harry and Naira. There's still some players there, but... I think there's going to be some significant challenges for the Raiders this year, fellas, given the players they've lost. And, um, yeah, just given some of those uh, injuries they've suffered before they've, they've even started this year. Yeah. Um, I think they're another team that might have one of these easier draws. Uh, uh, they're not favoured by the... Uh, by the, the TV stations because uh, again they they don't they don't seem to draw a lot of uh, viewers. Um, mm. It's not that long ago since they played in a grand final, um, maybe True. four seasons ago. Seems like a lot. Uh, of time and they ago, they went very it? close to winning it, um, uh, but their their trial form's been been pretty ordinary. Um, Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to make of this team. Uh, they did make the eight last year. Uh, they came home with a wet sail. They they did play a lot of easy games or against lower ranked teams, and and they made it. And then not only did they make it, they did win in the first uh, week. Um, I think it was a storm. They might have been knocked out. Um, I think they they're going to be challenging for the eight, but I'm not quite sure they're going to make it. Uh, even though their draw isn't uh, one of the worst draws, uh, what do you think, Shane? All right. Well, uh, we've lost. Shane, we lost Shane. Just, yeah, it's just a doubt there. Um, okay. You mentioned they don't have the toughest of draws, but I don't know if they're one of those teams that we're going to. Yeah, I don't know if they're one of those teams that we're going to come down with the draw. I mean, they'll be disappointed. When we had that preseason challenge, if anyone's going to take it seriously and look at it, they came 18th at, at, at the end of this, which I know it all depends on who you play and so on and so forth, but... Yeah, they didn't have the, the toughest draw, did nah, They played I mean, the Bulldogs and... Uh, yeah. Was it the Tigers? And, the given, and given the fact that they were in the eight last year, I feel like they're sort of the team that if we were to look forward to next year, I don't think anyone's really got them on their list to be that that, that contender type team. And they just snuck in last year with the um in in the top eight. I feel if we had to have a team that's going to, to drop out Griffo of the eight from this year for a team to come in, it's going to be Canberra. I mean, we've got teams of the likes of Manly and, and Brisbane who didn't quite make it last year. I think it'd be fair to say that if Canberra make the eight, I think that might be a successful year for them. I, I'm not sure that I'd necessarily have them in the top eight. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're going to challenge for the bottom part of the eight, but I'm not quite sure they're going to make it. Um, yeah, I think 
there's not been uh, in terms of comings and goings. I, I don't think there. I think there's more you know, goings than comings, really. Yeah, well, Elliot was a handy player for him last year. He only played the one season there, Adam Elliot, and he's yep. gone. Um, yeah, he's off to Newcastle. Yeah, Hodgson basically was out for most of last season. So while yes, he's officially a loss, um, he didn't play. Yeah. For certain, you know, most of the season. Um, Savage is the guy that sort of Ricky's said you are our uh, our um, fullback, and and they let Shans Nickel Clockstack go. Yeah, yeah. So talent wise, I think they're down on last year. Um, yep. Whether they've got some youngsters coming through that we don't really know too much about, not quite sure. One that I do know about is Trey Mooney. I think he might have only played one or two NRL games, but he's going to um, he's going to be a good guy for them. Uh, but yeah, I think I think most likely missing the eight. Well, the team that was the talk of the preseason was the Manly Seagulls. They won the preseason challenge. Um, they got plenty of offloads and they made plenty of line breaks. They also won a couple of games uh, to boot. But uh, they they finished last year just uh, just outside of the eight behind the Raiders. I mean, I know I mentioned um, the the Raiders last year coming um, eighth, but um, I think. I think they were. Broncos came ninth, weren't they? They came. Yeah, and late, yeah, the sorry. Dragons. Sorry, um, beat, no, sorry. They, they fell right away. <laughs> yeah, they did. I apologise. The Broncos is probably the t- next team I should talk about. My mistake. I've got my list wrong. Um, let's talk about the Broncos because they came ninth. <laughs> I've made an error there. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Um, I got excited about Manly winning, but uh, the Broncos, looking at their team with uh, Kevy Walters. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily the people's coach, but we'll see how we go. He's Reece, not the players' coach. <laughs> no, definitely not the players' coach. Um, we've we've heard some comments about that, but um, the, one of their big recruits in Reese Walsh, he's still in round in uh, doubt for round one with that uh, jaw injury. Yeah, I'm highly unlikely to play. Yeah, from what I've I'd heard. imagine Cobo might be playing fullback from so. round one. Yeah. Um. He was he, look. He was uh, pretty good against the Cowboys. I think he'll he'll probably play there. <sighs> look, the Broncos were a bit of a funny one last year. There were a lot of expectations about the Broncos. They started well. They fell right away. Uh, we talked a lot about the fact that Adam Reynolds was there at halfback. I'd imagine him obviously keeping that spot at halfback. I think um, Ezra Mann will be uh, partner. His partner in the halves at number six there. But um, for the Broncos, they're one of those teams, Griffo, that um, they've had a lot of expectation. For a long time, it was just, it was effectively a, a one-team town. I mean, we know we've got the Dolphins and uh, Titans nearby. But uh, historically, a very successful team that uh, has really struggled in recent years and is looking for a resurgence. Yeah, they've struggled. You're right, Graham. They have struggled um, for quite a few years. 
I'm looking at their squad. It's pretty good squad. Like on paper, we said the same thing last year. On paper, yeah. good team. Yeah, I think they're probably stronger this year with Reese Walsh coming in. Um, I don't know that they've lost anyone of note. Um, I know there was a young halfback who's going to the Bulldogs who's massive raps on him as a young player, but um, uh, it, it looks a strong squad to me. Um, in saying that, it, for them to make the eight, it has to be it'd be an outstanding effort because uh, they got, again, they got the tough draw. They play all the top teams, pretty much all the top teams twice because Channel 9 loves them uh, because they've got basically... Their own market. Well, yeah. And uh, they've got the biggest supporter base in the, in the NRL. Um, that might be split a little bit with the Dolphins coming in, but um, they've been a powerhouse club um, almost since they came in to the competition in 1988. Uh, they've won numerous titles. All of those titles were won under Wayne Bennett. And it is some time mm. since the Broncos have uh, held up the Proven Summons Trophy. I can't see them doing that this year. Um, even though, you know, there's a lot of talent there, but the consistency hasn't been there in performance over the last, well, this time frame where it's, it's been the worst period of, of the club's history on field. Um, yeah, I, they're going to beat some of the top sides, but because they play so many games against them, I, I think, again, they're going to probably just miss out on the eight as they did last year. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. It's a bit uh, of a if, tough one because they've got to push a team... I feel like, I know it's a bit early, but it's, I feel like it's sort of between them and, and, and a team like Manly, isn't it really? Uh, yeah, um, but I do think there are other contenders as well. The Tigers and the Bulldogs are looking much Canberra, better. Well, Canberra's thereabouts. I mean, they were in the eight last year. Yeah. Um, we've both said we think they're going to be a team to drop out. Hmm. Um. The Broncos are a chance. They're a chance. And if they... Look, if they had the Sharks draw, uh, I'd, I'd have them in the eight for sure. They'd be in the eight, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's but ridiculous, they isn't They've it? got but... the tough draw. And I just think... I don't know that they can overcome that. Um, competitive. Uh, but I, I think they just miss out on the eight. Yeah. And uh, as we said last year, if we're going down the draw... Um, the team that come 10th last year would be the, the Dragons. Um, and and this is a team we've talked a bit about. Um, I've, I've talked to a lot of people throughout the last couple of weeks, friends of mine who follow rugby league closely. There are, there are friends of mine who have the Dragons as even wooden spoon contenders. Um, it's uh, it's a bit hard to get a gauge off the um, the trial form. They played the tr- Charity Shield the other day, 
And as we said earlier when we were talking about um, South Sydney, when both teams had their their A teams, I suppose, on the park, I mean, South Sydney ran out to a 26-0 lead in this game. Um, the Dragons, yet again, they've, um, they've got Anthony Griffin uh, at the at the helm. Torrell Sloan, I think he's been a big talking point for this team. Um, he's had a few games, I suppose you could call mixed bags. Uh, as yeah. I said, he's he's had some some really strong and some good things to see in attack. Some of the fundamentals, especially in defence, I think he's still got to develop. They've got some talent across the park. I mean, they played that other game against St Helens. Um, they've got the likes of. Sully, Lomax, I mean, Ben Hunt, who we had here on Carpool Rugby League as our player of the year last year. Um, you know, quality players like uh, Jaden Sewers, Jack Birds, uh, Zane Musgrove coming into the um, the fold. Uh, we know that Moses and Bai, uh, he's, he's going to play that number six spot because we know that um, Moan is not going to be there. They're a, they're a tough one to pick the Dragons because um, I, look, I'll be honest with you, Griffin. I don't think expectations are going to be high in the uh, Illawarra area. No, I don't think so. Um, it's not the best squad. It's uh, I don't think they got the best coach. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to struggle. I think they're contenders for the spoon. They can put a decent side on top 13. Um, if you look at a three-quarter line, it's got the likes of Ravalawa, um, PNA, and then in the centres, Suli and Lomax. That's that's pretty potent. Um, uh, it's a pretty potent attacking force there. Uh, they've got the quality of Ben Hunt. There's there's a problem at five eight. Um, Amon, of course, has been stood down. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other options were injured. Cody Ramsey's out for the season. Who he was the fullback last year, um, which means you would expect Sloan is going to play fullback. Um. And and it's it did a bit of a question mark about him. No doubt about his talent, but um, I think there's too many question marks in general about this side. Uh, and I I don't know that they'll get the spoon, but I do really think that uh, if they can go twelve wins, twelve losses like they did last year, then that would be a massive uh, effort for these for this yeah. team. Yeah, uh, I can't see that. I can see a lot more than twelve losses, um, and it would be a massive surprise if if they were able to uh, to do better. They do have a good start to the season. I'm not just talking about the round one bye, but essentially they're playing most of the the lower lights of the competition over the first, I think, six weeks, and it's possible that they could be in the top eight after you know, six weeks or so, but then when they start playing the strong sides, yeah, um, I can't see them winning too many games against the better sides. I don't think they've got a horror draw, but um, 
I really see no world where these guys make the top eight. No, I, I agree with you. As, as you said, they may be top eight early in the season. It's one thing to be top eight after seven rounds, but after 27 rounds uh, is where it really counts. And I just can't see them being in the eight. Um, I actually see, and I know I've got to be excited because I mentioned them earlier, kind of shot off a bit early. I was talking about the Seagulls. This is one of those teams that I see as one of those potential teams making up the bottom half of the eight and uh, could very well um, move up given, you know, obviously injuries are a big thing. But, you know, as I said, they're $100,000 richer. That's mainly Seagulls. Um, Tom Trebojevic, we know, is the key to this team. Um He's expected to play in round one. Obviously, he had the shoulder, the hamstring injuries. He's been over to America. He's back. He really is the key to this um, this manly side. They've got a few concerns with um, the likes of Carl uh, Lawton, uh, Boyle, Saab, all out of the opening rounds of the competition. Um, Schuster, I think, also been ruled out of round one. So... They've got to be, um, they've got to, I suppose, reshuffle the deck a little bit, uh, given the injuries. They've got a bit of depth there. I thought Cooper Johns throughout the preseason um, had been good, and if Schuster's out, he could come in. Um, but um, looking at their side, I think the Trebojevic name in the Tom variety, even the Jake variety, I thought Ben Trebojevic was Excellent in the preseason. You mentioned the fact that they beat South Sydney. I watched that game closely. Ben Trebojevic was excellent. I think this year, round one, could be the first time mm-hmm. we see three Trebojeviches in the one team. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cooper Johns gets a run alongside Jack Daly Cherry Evans uh, filling in, given the injury concerns they've got with, uh, with Schuster possibly being out. Yeah, I would expect Cooper Johns with those good performances in the trials, he will earn a spot in the uh, in the halves. Um, he'll probably play six. I would expect uh, yeah. Cherry Evans will play seven. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean they did look good. That's that's the thing. They look really good in attack. Um, I like what I saw from. Tolitao, Cola, yeah. uh, the speed. Uh, there was some some beautiful tries that Manley put on. They're a big side. Uh, the likes of this this young Viliami Fafita. Um, he looked good. He's a giant. Uh, yet to play in the NRL, but he, he went well in the trials. Uh, it's a strong, strong forward pack. Uh, and the thing that impressed me most is is that they played so well without Turbo there. Um, so that'll give them a lot of confidence because you know over a number of years we've talked about how Manly going to go. Well, Turbo's fit, they'll go really well. If Turbo's yeah. not fit, they don't make the eight. Um, before the start of those games, I, I didn't see him as a, a top eight contender. 
Uh, I do now. I do now. Um, again, injuries are going to play their part. But they keep their best side on. They do make the eight. I, I haven't. I remember when we were looking at the draw, I, I didn't really take much notice of, of Manley's draw. Um, they've got the potential on their day to beat anyone. Um, I'm going to say uh, they're going to be uh, challenging for the bottom part of the eight. Uh, and if there's a fit turbo, though, I, I see them making the eight. Fit, I mean, I say a fit turbo, I mean, you know, he plays 20 games at least. Mm. Yeah, he's got to be there for... I was going to say the majority. He's got to be more than that. Because basically, you're only... I mean, from a manly point of view, in a perfect world, the only games he misses are due to origin. Yeah. And it's... I mean, he is one of those players that he is... He's, he's one of the best players in the game... But injury has had a massive impact on um, his career. And also, the the Manly Seagulls. I, I think so many people every year would would agree that if uh, Turbo played every game, the Seagulls would be further up the ladder. So um, I, I actually think I'm calling it a bit early here. I know next week we'll do our top eight preview, but... Um, I actually think a fit turbo. I think Manly sneak into the eight. I think a definite top eight contenders uh, for this year. And another team that I think we need to take into con- consideration is a team that finished just below them last year in twelfth position is the Bulldogs. I mean, the Bulldogs are a team on the rise. They are a team building. And when we look at the uh, Canterbury Bulldogs. Cameron Seraldo has put together this team that um, it's, it's formidable. They've got some big names all of a sudden in this team. Uh, the Bulldogs with the likes of, we know Josh Adokar and Matt Burton from previous seasons, but the addition of the likes of Reed Marnie, um, Viliame Kikau, just to name a few, they're starting to build, and we know yet again in 2014 they're building again with more superstars, Griffo, but I think they're a team that's just going to keep moving back to where Bulldogs fans expect their team to be, and that's uh, towards the top of the premiership. Yeah. Um, I see them challenging again, challenging for the eight. Um, I don't know if they're going to make it this year. But they're a big chance. Um, they're a much stronger squad than they uh, have been for a few years. Um, obviously, the, the two big ins, really, Viliami Kikau and Reed Marnie, but there's a host of others as well, like Ryan Sutton, Andrew Davey. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think, well, they'll have the belief that they can make the eight. Um, Consistency is going to be the question. Are they going to be consistent? They're going to win games against some good teams. Um, But whether they can do it week in, week out, that's that's going to determine whether they make the eights or not. 
I'm probably thinking they just miss out on the eight. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think, um, like I said there, if a team like Manly is is pushing and they make it, this is a team that would probably miss out. But I, I think they're going to be there or thereabouts. I think they'll be the odd upset this year, and I think that it'll be at the hands of uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, moving down the ladder from last year, the Gold Coast Titans. Um, Justin Holbrook's Gold Coast Titans. They they were a team that we were expecting, I think, a little bit more from last year. Um, they snuck into the finals in 2021. They didn't, they didn't get there last year. Um, but... Um, Kieran Foran and Sam Verrills coming into the teams. They're very interesting signings. We know the talent, obviously, of players like AJ Brimson. We've been talking for years about uh, Jaden Campbell and where he might fit into this squad. They do have some um, talent across the park, even uh, the Shoop Dog in the centres this year. And they've still got the mm-hmm. likes of... I didn't top. get that. Could you try again? All right, well, they've got the likes oh, of... Uh, okay, yeah, they want to know, yeah. Players like uh, Mo Fodawaka, Big Tino, Fafida, Isaac Liu. There there are some some big names and there's some talent in this squad that just haven't been able to piece it together, get the continuity happening for them to, to be a formidable side within the NRL over the past few years. Yeah, I, I really think they've got the talent to make the top eight. Um, we did see them two seasons ago make the top eight, mm-hmm. and they only won 10, 10 games, 10 out, and they lost 14. So it was yeah. a bit of a, I guess, yeah. a false economy false when economy. they yeah. did make yeah. the eight. Um, but, yeah, they, they, uh, they went really well over the weekend. They've got plenty of attack. Um, the issue, particularly last year, was was their defence. I can't say that they're going to make the eight, but I do think they're they're a good chance. Um, as I look through their squad, they have got some of the best players talent wise in the NRL, um, not necessarily performance wise. Uh, I think Brimson, AJ Brimson, is is uh, is an outstanding uh, player that they've got. They've got Big Tino, who's one of the best forwards in the game. They've got the game's most devastating ball runner in David Fafita. Um, and I think potentially Kieran Foran could be the guy that can unlock uh, Fafita. Um, this new guy on the wing, he I, I'd heard about him. I think I mentioned him in a previous podcast. Alofiona Khan Pereira. I think he scored four tries on the weekend. He's a speed machine. Um, so him on one wing, Jojo Fafida on the others, two young guys uh, with, a, with an immense amount of talent. Um, I, I'd have Brimson at fullback. Uh, in the centres, they've, they've bought the shoot dog, um, and he's going to help improve the defence. Uh, 
as to who his partner is, Brian Kelly's a good attacking player, maybe not so good in defence. So does he get the nod or do they perhaps go with Philip Sami um, in the centres? Um, I think they'll go with Foran. Well, obviously they're going to go with Foran, but I think Tanner Boyd will get the nod at seven. Uh, and then a strong forward pack. Um, Aaron Clark, probably the lock, or as you mentioned, maybe Isaac Liu. Second row is firmer and Fafita, and up front, um, big, uh, big Tino, and uh, probably Mo Fotowerke to start with Verils at hooker. Huh? That's a good, good team. Mm. Um, Potentially, potentially, they have to turn potential into performance. And if they did make the eight, I would not be surprised. But I did back them to make the eight last year, and uh, they didn't get anywhere near it. That a horror year. Uh, they'll they'll go better this year. Whether it's enough, I'm thinking probably just uh, outside the eight again, with a host of other teams. Yeah, and when you look at that host of teams that might be on the edge, it's um, it's hard to go past the uh, the Knights because they finished just below the Titans last year, and um, they were in the bottom, what the bottom three? Like we're into the bottom four now. There's an extra yeah. team this year, but they were equal points with the Titans, only you know a couple of points behind the Bulldogs. It's they were a fair way off the eight, uh, given the fact they only won six games in the year. They started off really well last year, though, but um, yeah, it was, it was really tough for them. But they've got some really big, big talents in the team. Oh, they've got the talent. likes of yeah, Gagai Best, um, Dominic Young, we mentioned earlier in the podcast, but your Kalen Pongers, um, then you. Get into the Ford pack where you've got your Saifides, your Brailies, so on and so forth. Um, they're uh, two, two think, really good signings for them: Graham Miller, Jackson, and uh, and Adam Elliott. Oh, no, oh, I was going to say Lockie Miller. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, but yeah, yeah Adam Elliott. Yep. Essentially, but in, we know Elliott's a quality player. Yep. Um, and uh, and Jackson Hastings, I think. Coming he's, from the Tigers, he's yeah. He's the sort of guy that they need and organised in half. And it looks as though he's going to be partnered with Kale and Ponga. Um, Who they've built this team around. Ponga's, yeah. Ponga's really the, the player that they've built the this key. team around. Um, he's the key. Look, what do, you, what do you see as being a good season for, for, the, for the Knights next year? Is, is, is uh, the top eight a, a bridge too far? I mean, a top yes. eight would be a massive achievement, but I, 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 don't, I don't think, think even, they can make the top eight. Even if I was a hardcore Knights fan, I don't think I'd be expecting a top eight finish next year. I, I can't see it. Um, yeah. I don't think they've got enough depth. Uh, I think if anything happens to Ponga, they'll really struggle. Um, yeah, I... I, I don't see this team uh, making the top eight. I think more likely bottom four is where yeah. I rate them at the moment. 
Yeah. So some yeah. good players, but uh, yeah, a lack of depth and and just the the consistency of of the team in general from week to week. Uh, I don't think yeah. uh, I don't think they're up there. I think the challenge of that week in week out grind, like you said, is going to be a tough one for the Knights. And it's funny because going up to Newcastle, it's one of those places where. You know, once upon a time, you wouldn't want to play Newcastle and Newcastle. But, um, you know, they're, they're one of those teams that really need to work work hard to, to be that force they used to be. And another team that really have that advantage is if they're playing at home, it's a bit of a tough road trip, or it should be, is, is the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, they finished 15th last year. They were one spot off the spoon. And looking into um, their season this year, we've got, um, obviously, Sean Johnson being their key in the halves. Um, we were looking at Luke Metcalf, but he suffered a hamstring injury. Um, Tamari Martin possibly slotting into 5'8". Uh, you know a fair bit about Tamari Martin there. Um, Charles Nickel Klockstad moving into fullback. There are some changes here amongst the team. You mentioned uh, well, Griffo's grab went to DWZ. Um, they're that team that they've got some talent here and there, but the whole, to say they've got the whole package would be a, a bit of a stretch. Um, thoughts on the Warriors this year? They were one off the, the spoon last year. Where, have you, where do you see them? Are they, they're a bottom four team for you? Yeah. I think if they can get out of the bottom four, they've done well. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, uh, again, they, they've got... Look, every every side's got some decent players, but uh, this side, uh, I just don't think they've got too many. Uh, like, you know, Eddie's best, Sean Johnson, was an electrifying halfback, but... I think mm. well, he's not that style of player anymore. Um, yeah. uh, I, I I don't see a superstar in the team. Um, yeah, I think they're going to struggle. Uh, as I say, if they can get out of the bottom four, I think they'll have done well. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing Metcalf, but as you said, he's he's broken down, uh, unfortunately. Mm. Um Hasn't played a lot of first grade, but he's he's played some games uh, with the Sharks and and possibly I'm not sure if he played first grade with Manly, but but he's a highly sought after young player, um, and eventually he's made his way across the Tasman Sea to to the Warriors, and and it's, it's unfortunate that he's injured. I just I don't see this team threatening. Um, They'll have their share of wins, but I think there's going to be uh, not too many of them. No, and speaking of speaking of a team that didn't have too many wins, um, the West Tigers last year's wooden spooners. There's been uh, a lot of talk about the West Tigers, not only the fact that they, you know, won the spoon last year, but they've had a lot of personnel shifts. In regards to players, coaches, um, they've got 
Isaiah Papali'i, Appy Coruscant, John Bateman, David Klemmer, um, Nofaluma, coming back from the Storm. Uh, they're all fit to play in round one. Um, but in saying that, they've also had a lot of players leave, which I don't know if has been uh, given them as much airways. I mean, we know that Garner's gone to the Panthers with, with Peachy, who's head back there. Um, Tulay's going to the Seagulls. Um, Little to the Dragons. Yep, Musgrove to the Dragons. Um, as you said, Hastings to the Knights. Tamau to the Cowboys. Gildart's leaving. Uh, he's going to the Dolphins, obviously. Jock Madden to the Broncos. It's a lot of players leaving. Um, another one I want to mention as a possible signing, which I know is not a signing, but given the fact of how long he's been out, um, you know, Tommy Talao's had that that injury. He's been good in the in the preseason. We've got Brent. Naden, Luke Brooks, Adam DeWay, he's re-signed for um, another contract. Um, Big Stefano's there. There are some players here who we know very well. While some players are left, this is almost a side griffer that I would argue that most players in the side... I didn't even mention Staines. I should have mentioned him. Most of the players in this side, if, if the casual NRL fan was to read the possible 1-17, to 17, I think they'd know most of these players. And some of the players who were looking forward to seeing this season, like your, your Bole, your Sean Bloor, Alex Twall's been good for them. Uh, there were some positive signs in the season. They're, they're a bit of a tough one, the Tigers, because when you, you feel game enough to give them a rap, they disappoint you. I want to get your thoughts on them for next, well, for this year, I should say. Um, wooden Sprinters last year. How much improvement do you see in them? Yeah, quite a lot. Um, I, I, I like, I like this, this squad they've come up with. Uh, The big signings, the two big signings, obviously RP and and um, mm. and Isaiah probably for me yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and of course, Clemmer comes in. Um, so there's experience and there's talent. Um, they've they've got a, a smattering of of young talent that uh, some of whom have. Made uh, played a few games. I just think that they're in for a good year. Uh, I don't think they make the eight again. I they're one of these teams. I think just going to be on the fringe of the eight. Um, but a, a much better season than than what they've had uh, for some time. Um, John Bateman. Currently, yeah. Well, I think he might be in the country now. Um, he was outstanding when he was at the Raiders and left a big hole when he left. Uh, uh, look, if I was a Tigers fan, I'd be excited. I'd be excited. Um, but in saying that, 
I just think there are there are stronger teams than these guys still, but there are a chance of making the eight. There are a chance of, of just sneaking in there, I think. Um, but Ooh. I probably expect that they'll be just outside. Mm. Oh, that'd be a massive, a massive achievement. Imagine them making the eight, going from the spoon to the eight, um, given all of the uh, the teams that we talked about with the potential. You know, if they if they did make the eight, that'd be a massive achievement. Given that we talked about the likes of the Seagulls, the Bulldogs, the Broncos, possible Raiders. There, they'll be in that shuffle. There, um, I definitely see them improving, without a doubt. There is no doubt that they will improve. I, I can't see them being the worst team in the competition this year. No, not at all. I, I don't. I don't even consider them for the bottom four. Um, you know, they might end up there, but I'd, I'd be really surprised. This is a much more talented side than the one that that they had last year. Hmm. Yeah. So some positive signs there for the Tigers. I've got a lot of. Um, a lot of hope for the Tigers. I think they'll do much better. I think that they'll be, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they're premiership contenders or anything like that, but um, I think even if they don't make the eight, if they finish in that sort of shuffle, that 9, 10th, 11th, I think that'll be a good season for them. I think they'll, yeah. they'll push for that eight. Um, the new kids on the block, Griffo, the Dolphins. Um they're entering the competition for the very first time. Uh, this is the, the team that emanated from Redcliffe. The NRL obviously marketing them as the Dolphins. Our listeners know that from time to time we might um, unofficially and uh, whether it's correct or not, refer to them as the Redcliffe Dolphins. They'll be a part of the NRL this season. It's a massive, massive season for them um, and a Big ask for them in saying that too, given the fact that they're starting from scratch. And a lot of the big signings that were uh, linked with the Dolphins, none of them really came to fruition. There were a lot of big names that were talked about as being the Dolphins' uh, major signings. And whilst they've got the likes of your, you know, the Hammer, um, I suppose uh, Kafusi, the Bromwiches, they're going to be your household names that people know of from rugby league. Milford's another one of those. Asako's played a lot of uh, first grade uh, in Queensland. I think a lot of NRL fans are going to be um, very cautious about the Dolphins this year in their tippy-coms especially. And in all reality, I think that a lot of people are going to be... Um, yeah, very, very wary in regards to the fact that the Dolphins, um, they're favourites for the spoon. I'm trying to find a, find a nice way to say that they're favourites for the spoon and we're not expecting a lot from them. Um, I suppose my straight to the point question for you, Griffo, um, I, I don't know. I mean, they are in that contention. I don't know if you see them as being the wooden spooners this year. Uh, but I feel as though uh, they've got some names there, but uh, some of them passed their use by date. They've really just picked up what they can because they've really struggled to attract the big stars. Yeah. Um, they. It, it would surprise me 
if they were not in the bottom two. Um, but I've been surprised before. So last year I tipped, and we talked about the all tipped the Cowboys. <laughs> There's hope for the, the Dolphins sport. yet. They could uh, come third. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that'd oh be a, that'd be uh, an effort, but. Jeez, wouldn't that be a story? Too many, too many old guys uh, in the forwards. Um, I know Wayne Bennett likes experienced, hard-nosed uh, forwards, and he's he's certainly got got those, but he's got too many older guys. I mean, um, they got the Bromwich brothers, who yeah, they're good players, um, but they're both over thirty. Felice Cafusi again at his best. He was a one of well, he was a he was a kangaroo second rower. Um but then you've also got the likes of Jared Wallace, who's been, you know, his career's sort of gone south for the last three or four years. And a state of origin player. So, um smashing baby Mark Nichols um goes up from the rabbit holes. Again, he's a pretty handy player. He's not going to win your game. Um, they've got Herman SCSA who keeps getting a contract uh, in the NRL, um, but his performances aren't are that great. Uh, and they've got Pessoa Farm of Silly wants a wife. Uh, I used to watch that show <laughs> some time ago, um, not recent times, but. Um, so maybe, you know, he's been at a few clubs, the Roosters, I think, of the Dragons. So his search for a wife goes, uh, well, we don't know where it goes, wherever a dolphin swims it is, because there's of no known location. Um, they've got, you know, they've got some good young players, a few, and Isaiah Katoa uh, was not, was, was Penrith really upset when they lost him. Um, he is going to be a very good player. Whether, whether that, how far down the track that is, I'm not quite sure. Um, the Hammer is probably their most exciting player. Um, uh, a Queensland state state of origin rep, uh, Connolly Lemuelu, good player, formerly of the Cowboys. No great players. That's a problem for them. No, no superstars in this team. Um, if they were not in the top four, oh, sorry, not the top. If they were not in the bottom four. I think they've had a good year, but I think they will be. And I think they'll. I think you know. There's a reason why they're the favourites for the spoon. Um, dragons, warriors, possibly knights might remove the spoon from them, but uh, I, th I think deservedly favourites for the spoon. Yeah. I, I think a big season for them would be, um, yeah, not winning the spoon. I know as horrible as that sounds. And I think that it'll be one of those things where teams will, fans I should say, will watch this and there'll be, I think it'll be a big... NRL news story the week that they um, had their first win. And I think yeah. that, and not that their draw is significantly tough, but I think it'll be a, a big challenge for them to, to get a win on the board. 
Yep. All right. I think we've covered everything, mate. I think, I think uh, we have. We've got it covered well and truly. Um, next week, we'll be previewing round one. Massive wow. week next week. So definitely worth joining us next week, everyone. We appreciate you uh, coming on board this week. Uh, the preseason obviously is is grand and wonderful, but uh, nothing quite beats the real stuff. So uh, we look forward to having you on board next week. And um, thanks for joining us this week. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care and uh, thanks for your support.